recording. Welcome to another episode of Booking Pop Culture from where I like to call the Mike Nine Studio, in part with and syndicated through Podcast Detroit. I'm your referee, Rick Vivian, and tonight's bookers are coming by way of Hotlanta, GA, the reigning and defending Midwest heavyweight champion, GQ, Gavin Boo. Quinn. Hello. The Midwest champ. And from Livonia, Michigan, the world's first one-legged professional wrestler, one half of the handicapped heroes, our own American Ninja Warrior and certified DDP yoga instructor, whoa, whoa. Zach Gow and ZG. How you doing, baby? Uh, good, good. Thanks All for right. Last time we met, we talked about, we actually, I think the, the playoffs were just about to start. We talked about the Lions and their playoff possibilities. Hell yeah. Saw where that went. Super Bowl 51 has come and gone, and it's time for a little recap. Basically, I, you know, I was telling you guys before we started here, I wrote up kind of a, a scoring summary, and we're watching it pretty much right now, at least kind of abbreviated version on uh, NFL Network. We want to just run through the scoring summary and just how fucked up this game was. Bro, this was the craziest Super Bowl I have ever seen in my life. It was 28 to 3. Yeah. 28 to 3 late in the third quarter, bro. Yeah. It, it, like, what are you talking about? We, we had this discussion hey, before and let we me started just recording. Say, and let me just say something. Um, I think Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. That certainly was not his Common best knowledge game. at this point. That wasn't yeah. his best game for sure. Now, Why? And, and let me just say, well, he was taking a beating. I, let for me a while, tell man. you, well, whooped his ass. And let me tell you something. The Patriots did not win that game. The Falcons lost that oh, game. Man, that's yeah. not fair. The Patriots did not win that game. The Falcons lost that. But game. good teams find ways to win. I mean, that's all there is to it. Yeah. When you're the, when you're a baller team and you ball out every single year, regardless right. of who's playing receiver, regardless of who's playing running back, it, it, it's a, it's it's systematic with them. Like they don't make mistakes. And man. it's systematic the with that with the Atlanta Falcons to be dog shit and lose in the most heartbreaking ways every year possible. So it they just blew worked. their defense. It up. just worked. It just worked. I, I think I think. They did lose it, but I think New England saw it coming. Like New England, or uh, and I, you know what? As I was writing my notes, I kept writing down the Atlanta Hawks. So if I call them the Hawks, I mean the Falcons. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> I grew up with Dominique Wilkins, man. <laughs> but uh, they, they blew up their defense. Their defense was out there so fucking much, and I think New England saw this. Granted, they were they were you know they were tearing up New England at the start, but come the end of the third quarter, the last half of the third quarter, they were gassed. Yeah, it, well, it, it was surreal, too. Um, and to your point, uh, I, I was wondering what the hell uh, 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 Belichick was doing and Brady when they came back uh, to score the touchdown at the start of the uh, second half, the Patriots did. It was like a, it was like a six- or seven-minute drive when they needed yeah. like four or five touchdowns yeah. just to get back in the game. And then you got to think about the defensive stops. 13 plays, 75 yards. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote like that the, down. Like yeah. the most, like, 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 like. That's pro- what they do. Yeah. But, but my thought is like, all right, well, listen, like they need to get points. They need to get points in a hurry. Why are they taking so long to get down to the end zone right now? This is, this is not going to go well for the Patriots at all. You know, and, and the show. That's why they're so much smarter than we are. It's unbelievable. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. It all starts with one. You have to get one, you know, before you can get fucking five, you mm-hmm. know, it, it Maybe that That's was a strategy. They, they dink and they break them down. And they, and they capitalize on, 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 you know, turnovers. And they do the things that you need to do as a football team to win games. The things that the Lions and teams like that, they don't do. And they find right. ways to, right. if they're up, you know what I mean? It's not like you could be like, oh, they're up 21, yep. dude. And I'm going I'm going home, you know. 
And to your guys' point, um, they they uh, they turned up the pace too. They went no huddle a lot more in the second half because they saw uh, it. They yeah. saw that defense yeah, was gassed. I mean, the one thing about a Super Bowl though is you have that that extra long halftime, so there is there is a bit of a rest there. But I I, I was expecting these you know amazing second half uh, adjustments. You know, and then they come out in the third quarter and they're still getting Slow, still getting beat. Plotting. And but. They had to. That was their their adjustments. Was just like we're just hey, gonna bro, eat them up. When Tom Brady threw that pick six, bro, <laughs> and he attempted to oh, make we were the all tackle. Talking shit on. Oh, Facebook. I know. We, <laughs> we had quite the chat going. <laughs> that yeah. was. The, yeah, everybody was thought it was dying. over. Yeah. Tom Brady sucks. Yo, and all when that he shit. dove to try to attempt to make that oh, tackle, bro, that was terrible. That it was looked, terrible. It looked like a one legged man out there trying to tackle. <laughs> you don't a quarterback, need to tackle nobody, bro. Man. He don't so need to But that was the worst thing they could have done. They it do a pick so six. Funny. The dude runs it back for I don't know. It was a forty-five yards or something. It was long. Hey, what about? And then they got to go back out on defense again. Yeah, and then their kicker shanked the, the extra oh, point, yeah, dude. Yeah, gong. Yeah, funny to me, bro. Gonged it off that fucking post, man. But in regards to the game, man, like talking about, like Zach said, it was the best game he's ever seen or Super Bowl game. I I don't agree with I that. Think it was actually. The best. I think, I think it was the best fourth quarter I've ever it seen. Was the it most, was an amazing comeback. It was Absolutely. The, it wasn't the best game in terms of back and forth, but it was the most surreal game in the sense that you saw what was going to happen. And you saw it coming from a mile away, but did you believe it? I don't know, but it kept coming, and it kept coming. They kept getting closer and closer and closer, and all of a sudden they're within two cores, or I'm sorry, two scores, and it's like, all right, well, they need two uh, two two-point conversions, and then they get the first one, and it's like, oh, my God, we, we're in a one-score game. Yeah. We have a yeah. game here, you know, and then and then they tied it up, and, of course, we saw what happened in overtime, um, but, but it was just like the, you saw something on the horizon, like you saw Godzilla coming, right, and then you knew he was going to be there. There's nothing you could do about it. You just prayed to God that you know something some kind of, of yeah, yeah or something you know why didn't they run the damn ball dude that was so it, it obviously from the start of the game Matt Ryan is just connecting connecting dude, connecting he good. He, he's looking great they had zero running game who the hell is their running back who uh, Atlanta. Falcons. Oh my God! Freeman Devontae was balling Freeman. out. Bro. Devontae Freeman, fucking Tevin Coleman. They're in the first, good. in the first half, they were balling out. Dude, they had on like the six, run. they had six point eight yards of carry. Dude, or something. they, they, the, uh, the Patriots. Devontae league, Freeman's yeah. top what? Dude, he's good. Six but in, but in, in the, the but I'm in that game, or just you talking the season? Because they weren't running that ball that, that first half. They were running yes, the ball. They were. Yeah, yeah. They were running all. Dude, over he had like a thirty yard run. They stopped the run in the second half when they needed to run. The Falcons gave away that game. They had it won when Julio Jones caught at the 22-yard line. Yeah, they, absolutely. They listen. They run yeah. it three times. They burn up the Patriots' uh, timeouts. They kick the field goal. It's a 10-point game. Three minutes to go. You can't make that difference up. I don't One, care if you 100%. are. 100. percent And and in 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 hindsight, but the Falcons, like hindsight's 2020, bro. And then the, a lot of people. It's if not they, hindsight. It's football 101. Because he would have fucking fumbled. That's like okay, but Seattle fucking. Throws the ball at the, at the one-yard yeah, line. Yeah, and that's retarded, too. Dude. Okay, but these guys get paid a lot more than we do to fucking coach football. Yeah, no, you know what I mean? No, no, it's, no. It's it's one of you, you, when, when you... New England has three timeouts. You're up by you're up by seven, right? Or you're up by eight. You run the ball. They burn up their timeouts. You kick no, the field I, I goal get and you get all, out there. I get all that. Like, and, and that but, all makes but sense. The In the a Falcons, perfect world, you do do that. But I'm, I'm just saying that, like, like, like Tom Brady, this, this is a perfect example. They were on the fucking two-yard line or whatever, and he threw that fade... To Martellus Bennett and the fucking defender got his hands up on the ball and could have intercepted it. You know, you know which one I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah. Like 
we could all say like run the ball you've been running the ball you know james white has three touchdowns already run the fucking ball but like these guys calls call these plays that could have backfired on them so hard but it didn't so we're not sitting here talking about it we're just talking about the the time that matt ryan tried to throw the ball when he probably shouldn't have Bro, and got fucking sacked like you couldn't get that's sacked the most falcons, and he got sacked. that's the most falcons way to, to, to lose dude. that's what separates <laughs> so the team like the falcons from teams like the patriots man Look, here's here's the time of possession. It was like watching the Detroit Lions against the Patriots, right? That, that's kind of <laughs> yeah, how I felt, dude. That's yeah. kind of how when I you felt. don't have that like that like that, championship that dog like, pedigree shit organization. Like that this shit matters, got, man. Yeah, that shit really does. matters. I think you're right. Well, I mean, you look at the record book; it does matter. Yeah, there's so, it was, and they had the dude. The Falcons' offense is so good. Oh my man. god! So bro. and Matt Ryan balled out so hard oh this year. Oh my god! But bro. and they deserve to win that fucking championship. Let's be honest. But they but they didn't, man. They didn't close it out. Uh, they, they deserve to win that shit, dude. I, I'm not gonna disagree with you, but they did give this thing like away. okay. But like even New England, I know New England's great. Who did they beat in the regular season? Like, can you remember a team that they fucking their division is the fucking worst in football, dude. New the England. Jets, the Bills, right. the the Dolphins. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Get the fuck out of <laughs> here. We could, get, we could get a team together and fuck Tana them Hill up, fan, bro. You know, like Ryan Tannehill, you know bro? I mean? I'll fucking throw a couple passes. You ain't drafted Ryan Tannehill in the fourth it. round of the fantasy draft, bro? Oh, no, man. Come on, cuz. <laughs> fuck. We'll, we'll talk fantasy football. I'm drafting, Leonard. I'm, I'm, I'm drafting Fournette, bro. Depends where he goes. Carolina, all day. Fournette, bro. All day. Hell yeah. All day. Not in the first, but. But Fournette in the don't first, do bro. Don't do it. 12 and 13. Stop it. Who's Fournette this? and Allen Robinson, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Allen Robinson. All right. <laughs> Time of possession of this game. New England, 40 minutes. Atlanta, 23 minutes. I mean, obviously, there was some overtime time in there. There, that's that's where I'm saying like they're running the ball to me. A tale of two are these, halves, bro. Yeah, are these you know these these five yard runs if you're lucky and you're just eating up that clock and they were not eating up that clock whatsoever. Certainly not in the second half and that was so shocking to me because they had a good running game, but it was three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, yeah. dude. Falcons were just like I don't know if they were cruising or they or they're already popping the champagne. But I still think they made some good plays they, though they, down, this, the stri- like, down the down the stretch is, that that play to Julio was unfucking. Yeah. I know Devontae Freeman had another long run. Like they they made some plays, but they like w- a little celebratory they, smiz at the halftime. When they or fumbled what, at the thirty or, and shit, like you cannot you cannot fumble at your own fucking thirty, bro. Like and, that's what you can't do, right? And and the Patriots receivers were dog shit in the first half, bro. Terrible that, that routes. Defense was eating them up. Dropping passes it did not look good, dude. All right, Tom Brady, greatest of all time. Yeah. Has to be absolutely. I mean, it's, it's it's his fifth ring as quarterback. Yeah, it's the fifth championship of New England. Their seventh appearance. No, he's uh, he, de- de- yeah, yeah. You look at you look at the span of his whole career. He's definitely the greatest of all time. Um, and I'm not sure that there could be much argument. Uh, however, for that period of stretch, I've never seen a quarterback play better than Aaron Rodgers did this year for the you know the, the last uh, seven games or whatever it was. Like he I've never I've never seen a hotter. I've never seen a better quarterback. In real time in my life, than Ooh, Aaron what about when Tom Brady lit it up for fifty whatever touchdowns to Moss that year, and they went sixteen and zero? Yeah, he was going for that record, dude. I didn't see that. They went when they went sixteen and zero. I didn't see it. 
That was Damn, they, that's, yeah. They, that was they dude, he was uh, he was, was getting high. Were you, yeah, yeah, that was that was, I was, I was getting high. It was bro. one of those off years. I, yeah. I probably saw it. I don't yeah, remember. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> For me, football started in 2010. Okay. Yeah. So that's anything sick. before that was I didn't that see. like 08? I think. Had to, Something was, like that. That was that new. Yeah, uh, New York stopped them. Unbelievable. Eli Manning. Eli no. Manning. Man, it showed up, that's, dude. That's a kryptonite, dude. <laughs> that's that. Eli Manning is the most unathletic looking dude, quarterback. This is a frump, bro. <laughs> yeah. He's a frump. Yeah. He's a slack jawed, slack jawed yokel. Yokel. Yeah. yeah. It's a local slack jawed yokel, bro. <laughs> so the Julio Jones catch versus the Edelman catch. It it seemed like Julio Jones was putting on a clinic. That was crazy. And then, Julio, man. Yeah, but that Julio's is tougher. I mean, yeah. Edelman's was just like luckier. I, guess I think that was luck. That Ed- was pure Ed- luck. Edelman's came out of luck, and then just pure instincts and reactions. I yeah, mean, you're, I mean, you're, a, a, you're a world star. I mean, that yeah, hell of a play. When he, when I saw that in live time, I'm like, oh, it's an easy easy drop. You know, obviously it's a drop. But then they show the replay the first time, and I'm like, whoa, yeah. no yeah. way! It should <laughs> like, have been an interception, I, actually. It really should have been. Yeah, I, I jumped out of uh, off my couch when I saw that the first time. It was amazing, dude. It was cool. And by that time, it was so funny, dude, because I, I had a house full of Patriots fans, and they all bounced at halftime, bro. After Is Lady Gaga tore it up, they're like, all right, this game's over. We're going to bed, dude. And so it's just me, myself, and my chicken wings and, and the football game on, bro. And I'm just watching Sounds it. Sounds like, like a good time, yeah, though, I, honestly. I, I, I <laughs> That's exactly time, what bro. I did. And then I was just... I, <laughs> I didn't invite anybody over. Right. And and, and, and I was like I was, jump, I was like marking out like yeah. on my own, dude, by myself, just watching this game, watching the, the Julio catch, watching the Edelman catch. Watching the the James White snap direct snap two point conversion, dude. That shit got me fired up, man. Do you think White should have got the MVP? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Three you touchdowns. Get, yeah, you got to give it to him, man. Yeah. I mean, and, I mean, the and, sexier pick is Brady, obviously, but like they didn't want to have Malcolm Butler win it last year. Come on, Kurt. and then or did Brady give him? The, no, Malcolm Butler won it last year. Give him year. a truck or something. Or not. Whatever. I don't know, but you gotta Fuck give him. you gotta give it up to me for picking up James White in week six, man. Didn't I tell you to pick up James? That might have been you, guys. Either <laughs> way, hey, hey either way, fucker. either way, your boy yeah. picked him up. Either yeah, way, your boy picked right. him up. Give it up to Zach. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Either, either way, your boy clicked that button, cuz. Yeah. I picked up Kenneth Dixon. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. <laughs> no, that was me, dude. I'm like, well, let's see what Zach knows. Yo, oh, man. I know who to Top talk 10 to. next year, Hey, man. he's the new Bishop Sankey, bro. <laughs> Fucking Bishop He's the new Zach Stacy, cuz. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, you want to get into that halftime show? Yeah, go ahead. That was the best halftime performance I've ever seen. You think so? Were you no. were you high when Prince was uh, did his? What, what year was that? Mm, that might have been. First of all, I got I got a, I got a disclaimer. I'm not a big Prince fan to begin with. Ooh. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Really? That's well, tough. real quick, man. You, you're seven I years. Think I think his songs suck. Oh, oh stop it! This fuck is a his Prince Purple Rain. <laughs> dog shit, dude. Oh my god! All right. I told if, I, if I gotta hear. <laughs> Purple Rain, Let's well, Go Crazy. Uh, what what I went on the radio over and over and over and over and over, dude. No, I, I can't, that. I can't. It's, it's just, his songs aren't good. They're not interesting. They're not. <laughs> they're, they, they're dated as hell. They don't. Sound, He's like one of the most popular and like uh, best guitarists of all time. Yeah, I can respect his talent because a lot of musicians say that he, as a musician, can play every single instrument. And he's got an amazing voice, and he's he a do, uh, virtuoso. On the yeah, guitar. he can do all that. I can yeah, certainly amazing. respect that. I can certainly respect that. But his songs are dog shit. They hurt my ears. <laughs> I, t- I turn them off as soon as they come on. But you dug that Lady Gaga half. Dude, tore it up. I, I had friends who were not thrilled with it. And why? You not, what I, more I think, do you want? Bro? Yeah, like, I think why? because she was. I'm not even a. I'm, I'm not even a Lady Gaga fan. I watched that. and I, I walked away as a Lady Gaga fan. 
I didn't dig her I until I mean I I, I kind of dug her, but then she did her Saturday Night Live appearance and her second song. You know, she's wearing some goofy ass costume. She she basically stumbles over in this huge costume over to a piano and just plays a cappella and sings. And you're like, okay, this this lady well, has some friggin' talent, dude. Yeah. And then that's what she ended up doing at She did halftime. everything. She did it all. You know, that, that's the thing. I think everyone was like, well, she should she have done that. So How is she up, not blown bro. up? Oh, yeah. yeah. She How was moving she all over the place. Up? She did uh, six songs, I think. Dude, she, she, there was a couple funny ass when she jumped off the thing and that weird little like mm-hmm. spider monkey thing. Yeah, she that was stupid. Yeah. yeah, that was I like, I like all the videos yeah. that are popping up online of dudes jumping off cages and shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a little crazy. Jimmy Snooker style, Absolutely. Dude. That was a little crazy. It was the one, uh, yeah, it hacks into uh, Shane McMahon jumping off the cage. That was that last, uh, last Mania. WrestleMania, dude. Yep. She's very talented. Yeah. I'll, I mean, nobody can say that she's not talented. And if they do, they're ignorant. She's, she's you know talented. I mean? She's got good songs, unlike Prince. Oh. <laughs> what, what's speaking that, speaking what's, of ignorant. Hey, what's that other dog <laughs> shit Prince song I can't think of right now? I, I don't know. A popular one. Um, name's I'm, a popular I'm, Prince I, song. No, I'm not going to. No, I, there's gonna, purple rain. I'm not, I'm not fueling I'm, this fire. Uh, there's uh, Bruno Mars put on a good show last year, man. No, 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 no. We're going back. To Paris, <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. What's that one? Just I like Bruno really Mars' performance bad. a lot. Absolutely. I thought that was it was entertaining. I think a lot of people get all worked up, like, well, they're not a great musician. Dog, Bruno what Mars is awesome. It's what about, about when Whitney me? sang the national anthem? Oh, back in 86. Yeah, yeah what he had that? F16s? Or no, that was like 92, I think. Little Red Corvette's yeah. so bad, bro. Oh, that's all dude. sex, oh, man. God, man. That's all sex. Um, uh, As a kid who grew up in the late 80s, that was that was the sex song. So bad, bro. <laughs> and then, I mean, okay. I, I do like Pussy Control. I do like that one. Oh, dude. absolutely. That's a good one. Absolutely, man. We used to go to Cadillac Cafe over here in Farmington Hills. Fucking Pussy Control came on. Everyone, everyone <laughs> at the floor, dude. That's a fun. This was fire, cuz. It is what it is. I'm going to look it up. Anyways. But yeah, the, the Whitney National Anthem was the best national anthem of all time. I know that's completely off topic. No, that's was last year's Lady Gaga anthem. I thought was pretty fucking stellar. I I felt like uh, that ain't Whitney, man. No, I get you. I get you. No, I think everyone compares them to to Whitney. Whitney has a better voice. I mean, yeah. in her prime, I think. Yeah. I don't. Think oh, this is before. Yeah, way before the the crack. Bo- Bobby yeah. Brown and crack cocaine. Yeah. And the you see that video of Bobby Brown? Uh, it's an older video, but he's out dancing, and his fucking cocaine, or his like fucking crack rocks fall out of his pocket. No, and he's still it's it's, it's like he's on MTV though. or something, man. Oh, wow. And then he re- he reaches down and picks him up. Yeah, sounds par for the course. <laughs> what are you looking up over there? That it's one Prince like, song I can't stand, dude. Uh, you all the time, it, man. I'll, I'll give go. you this: I'm not a big fan of Raspberry Beret. All right, I, every, everything I prior to Raspberry is, Beret, I was, I was pretty cool with. Ugh. What else about the Super Bowl? Oh, when I, doves cry. Oh, my God, dude. That's what I was thinking of. This is what it sounds like when doves cry. Dude, if I hear... <laughs> dude, my mama's going to be crying next time I hear that song, so I'm going to put a bullet right between my eyes, dude, and just take my life, because <laughs> oh, that's fuck. less painful than listening to that piece of shit song, bro. <laughs> dude, Prince, his songs, he's a talented musician. I didn't know where you were going with the mama part. I, was, almost, I, was, I was like, damn, bro, right, don't, don't go Listen, like I'm that, taking man. you on a mama journey, G, man. Yeah, I'm, you, I'm, you taking you on, I'm taking you on a journey. I'll get you home safe. Trust me. Trust Big Daddy Z over here, brother. <laughs> okay. But what I'm saying is... As long as you ain't playing Prince in the car. Not now, playing. Right? My son will never hear a Prince in the car. <laughs> oh. Never. Never in his life. Oh, never. <laughs> this is what it sounds like. This guy. 
What, bro? Ooh. That's dog shit, bro. That's oh. how can you say that's a good song, bro? I didn't say it was a good song. That's not Man. my favorite song. God. I'm just saying that you can't say Purple Rain sucks. What about Michael Jackson? Talented as fuck, man. Never heard of him. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I never saw Michael Jackson's performance. I never saw it from the Super Bowl. Uh, I think that I been? have, but I, he was like ninety one or something. I, I'm, I'm not talking about his Super Bowl performance. I just mean Michael Jackson. Oh, songs in as an oh yeah, yeah. Dude, Michael Jackson's awesome, incredible. But you don't like Prince? Oh no, 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 no. Well, really? Michael Jackson. Here's the difference. Michael Jackson has good songs. Prince doesn't have one good song outside of Pussy Control, which is only good because it's named Pussy Control. That's the only <laughs> that's the only redeeming quality of that song. <laughs> Michael Jackson has an entire body of work that's timeless, bro. You spin Thriller right now, and it sounds like it just got made 20 years from now. You know, it came back in time in a time machine, dude. That's what Michael Jackson sounds like. Prince sounds like some dated 80s synthesized bullshit, robotic Shitty music, dude. It's so unfair, man. It's not know. unfair. It's the truth, brother. <laughs> so if you can't unfair. handle the truth, then get out of the kitchen. <laughs> As my grandpapa used to say, you can't when he, handle the heat when bro. he would sit that's me on not... his lap. No, that's not what my grandpapa used to say. You can't handle the truth. All different. That's not what yeah. my grandpapa used to say when he sit me on his lap. That's not what he would say to me. He would say, if you can't handle the truth, then get out of the kitchen. Because no, the truth, where the where the truth is spit is in the kitchen. All right, and where talent is spit is in the microphone by the artist, okay? And that never happened with Prince. That happened with Michael Jackson. We're back on a ride here, man. Yeah, brother, I'm taking you on a journey. We're just sitting back and listening, man. (laughs) Listen to me, man. You, if you put on, dude, if you're in a vacuum, man, and you, and you, and you brought somebody some head, some Beats headphones, and you hooked your Spotify phone, your phone. Uh, up to their headphones that has Spotify on it, and you played yeah. in Prince's library, they, everything with they would be like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this is terrible music. <laughs> oh I'm not saying God. he's a bad uh, artist or he's not talented or, or and all of that. He's uh, phenomenal. But his songs are terrible. I don't know. We're blinded by, you know, by, by you know, the, the movie Purple Rain, which is awesome. I like the movie Purple Rain. Morris Day in the Time. Purple Rain, Lake Lake Minnetonka. I love the the motorcycle. I love the whole thing. But his songs, if you just listen to his songs, When Doves Cry is so bad. His singles are so bad. I can't even get into it, dude. Prince is dog shit, bro. His music was was essentially the opposite of what today's is. So it had like a ton of substance with like all the talent that he put into his songs. And maybe like lyrically, Prince wasn't the best, but like. There was a lot of substance. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I, I don't think lyrically he was like some some genius by any stretch of the imagination. I, 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 he's, a, he's a terrible songwriter. I, I'm, I'm um, floored. I don't. I have. No, how, I don't. Who likes Prince? This guy. How many times <laughs> have you spun Prince on your Spotify going to and from work? It's it's on my fucking iPhone. Never. I have. Never. I have it on mine too. I, I listen to more Ghost and podcasts you, right now, but. How many times does a Prince song come up on your iPad and you don't hit the skip button? Be honest, Not Purple bro. Rain, man. Be Purple honest, Rain's dude. a card, a Be card honest, banger, bro. Man. I well, am Here's honest. the problem. Prince. Man, you like name my Goo Goo Dolls, son. I don't want to hear shit. Oh, dude, dude, we got to pause. I don't want to hear shit from you, cuz. You like the Goo Goo Dolls, cuz. Dude, anybody that doesn't like the Goo Goo Dolls You like the Goo Goo Dolls. You like Johnny Resnick, bro. I don't want to hear nothing from you, bro. Sweet hair, sweet voice. What's not the like, Top five, though? He does have nice hair. That song, dude. That song. Yes, I think it's top five. All right, let's go there. 
Can we can we listen to thirty seconds of it, dude? You have it oh, queued I got, up. I man. got it queued up right here. Dude, I'd like to. I like to refresh the Name? memory. Yeah, know. you're gonna be. You're, it'll yeah, be in okay. your head all night. You ready? Sing it to your wife and get laid. Oh, dude, it's already so good. <laughs> I want to know what you were depressed about. Today. I'm falling asleep, bro. Me, yeah. I'm falling asleep, well, dude, bro. It's, it's just, that's the kind of music I like. Oh, shit. All right. No, no, keep going. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear these lyrics. But you posted it on Facebook. Were you were you bummed out today? Something bumming you out? Why were why you, do you have to be bummed were, out to listen? Were you to thinking this? about life? Were you contemplating something? No, I was listening to good music, man. There's nothing wrong with that. I I, I assumed you were reminiscing. Every time about you listen to Ghost, are you worshiping the devil at the time? Not exactly. Well, that's what the music. I'm driving about. aggressively. Oh, I'm trying to hear these these, these, these mind blowing lyrics here. Jamming over here. Nobody can see it. No, I know. We're all bobbing our heads, man. This is a great road song, man. Uh, yeah, and I, I I listen to it at work and shit like that. It's the kind of shit that you want to like, I don't know, sing to. I don't know your name. I'm mad at so the song, good, bro. bro. I'm so mad good, at it, man. bro. Dude, he's that's on his Spotify tonight, cuz. I'm mad tonight, at it, bro. Tonight, a nice pop song. <laughs> you want to keep it going? No, no, we're no. We can pot it down, brother. There That's uh, right, I ain't mad at it. Hard cut, hard cut. Right I'm not there. mad at it's it. It's good, man. It's it's. I'm not mad at All it. All right, let's get into it. At Top, least, it, well, it Jay's moves gonna be tripping. Li- Jay's me. Yeah. Well, it moves a little bit, which is what I like. I like what it picks. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I I don't mind the song. It's very it's just, good. It's not in my. I, I I can't even think of like top five songs. Yeah. I think of top five albums. Yeah, See, but I think it. I think Purple about shit differently in, five, in, in, in regards to like 1999 is like best songs of all time. Like I'm talking about the songs that I've listened to the most over the course of my life that has given me, you know what I mean, enjoyment for one reason or the other. Oh, then Katy well, Perry got, would be in my top. Five. I got top. Well, five. I love you know, Katy Perry. What well, one? Well, dude, Katy Perry. That mo- she had a monster album in 2010, bro. Yeah, where done that. Every single song on that album was a single. Man, yeah. Michael Jackson didn't do that. Madonna didn't do that. Katy Perry was the first one to do that. She had like eight number ones off that yeah, one crushed. album, bro. Yeah, she crushed. It was an insane album. What album? I, I, what's the name of that album? Somebody uh, look it up. I don't. Know. California Girl. Yeah, California Dream. Whatever it was. Yeah, dude. It was. It was that. It was that quintessential. This pop. Album 2010, Katy Perry, dude. She, that album was a monster, bro. I like pop music, dude. I like easily, easily digestible. Here's the thing: I don't care if it's pop. I don't care if it's rap. I don't care if it's uh, if if it's country. If it's good, it's good. I agree. And Katy Perry's that 2010 album was a monster album. Teenage Dream. Teenage Dream. God. Damn, that was a monster <laughs> album, bro. That was my Friday night getting ready See, but, to go okay, out. Okay, I'm yeah, sitting here it. getting shit for the Goo Goo Dolls, right? <laughs> and then not, it was and because we, we started talking top about five of all time. I no, I, I said that song is top five. 
Like to me, like what? Who am I? Who, got the no, most spins in your life. Sure. Huh? Like when people talk about top fives, are we talking about like the consensus top five? Or are we talking you're about talking like about, your personal top five? You're talking about top five uh, spins in your life. Then that when I hear it, yeah, when I hear it, it gives it it gives you it takes you back to a certain time sure, sure, or, sure, or sure. whatever. Well, and that's why I was asking. Like you were thinking about nostalgia, old times. Like that no, song it's, reminds it's, it's you. A, of it's a really good song to sing to. Like you, it's one of those songs you hear and then you realize how good it is. Because it, you know what I mean? And then you start, ta- you know, it takes you back to whatever. Sometimes a song will be sad, and I don't necessarily, like, listen to it for the lyrics. It's just, like, maybe it's the guitar riff or, you know, whatever that I really get into. It evokes an emotion. Yeah, like, there's a song by That's... Coldplay, when I'm not a huge Coldplay fan, but it's called Fix You. And they're just, like, the guitar riff in that, like, just gets me, bro. It's, like, my ringtone and shit. It's just, like, it's maybe it's not my favorite song, but, like, I, I vibe to it at certain points. And sometimes I really feel it, and those are the songs that I put on my... Man, Top five. Look, man, look. What'd you say? What'd, what'd you say, Rick? Miley Cyrus or something? Katy Perry? I do dig some Miley Cyrus. I Fucking know. party in the Fuck, USA, bro. man. I heard that song today Fuck at Sam's that. Club, dude. That gets I, me going, dude. Yeah, I was, I was jamming out at yeah. Sam's Club, bro. We had a dance party <laughs> yeah. at the self checkout aisle at Sam's Club. Yeah, no, my, I, my, my ten month old and I do. We're jamming out the Miley Cyrus. Pop divas, bro. man. Yeah. I dig some pop divas. Yeah, That's yeah. why you give me shit about going to see Beyonce, <laughs> dude. Beyonce. I just got some I think Beyonce's Beyonce's Lady Gaga tickets flat today. Dog shit. I don't. No, 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 I don't care for. Dog you're shit. About to, you're about I don't to get, care. Some what's a good attitude? song? What's you're a good to, you're song? About, you're about to get attacked by the Bayhive, bro. There's, <laughs> uh, she got some loyal fans, bro. I don't give a fuck. What good songs does she have? I'll tell you what. She has some of the worst fucking songs I've ever heard in my life. All right, guys, joining us from the law offices of Dewey Cheatham and Howe. We're getting into music here. First letter of his first name, J. Hey, what's going on, guys? Well, Hello. Uh, <laughs> we, we kind of stopped talking about the uh, Super Bowl, and we we kind of we got right into Goo Goo Dolls, dude. Kind of got into real quick. And we played it, and everybody was vibing so hard, Jay. Yeah. We were, so there was a lot of head bob, but real quick, Zach hates Prince. Oh, my God, bro. D- g- give him just a brief synopsis of... Uh, yeah, you want to recap? Yeah, uh, well, here's the thing. Fucking I, hates him. I respect, <laughs> I respect Prince... As uh, as a musician, um, I think he's a very talented individual. He's a very great dancer. Makes made make he's a, he's a big he's a good actor. Made an awesome movie. Um, however, uh, his songs are dog shit. Every single one of them are dog shit. When Dove cries no. is dog shit. No. When Purple Rain is dog shit. All of his songs he he does he's a great artist who doesn't make good songs. His songs are dated and they are. Uh, cliche, and there's no substance, there's no depth, and there's synthesized robot music, dog shit music songs. Um, well, does, does that mean he's a bad person? No. Does that mean uh, he shouldn't be respected for as a musician, as an artist? No. What I'm saying is his songs suck. Are you saying that he's dated because he always sucked, or he just sucks now? Here's what I'm saying. You, you, if you spin Thriller right now, it sounds like it was made 20 years from now and it hopped in a time machine and came back in time. That music is timeless. Um, what I'm saying is his songs suck. They're dated, uh, and 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 he's and he makes terrible songs. Made. But good artists. If you listen to Snoop Dogg Doggy Style, oh, dude. all right. You're gonna. If you listen to Snoop Dogg Doggy Style, cuz wait, you're gonna use Snoop Dogg as your defense against why Prince is so bad. Snoop Dogg Doggy Style came out in 1993. If you spin that now, it could have came out yesterday. If you if you spin yeah, there's a ton if, of albums like that. If you spin Outcast, any Outcast album from the 90s. 
Sounds like it was made in the future, hops in the time machine and came back. It doesn't sound dated. Doesn't it sounds it's good. What I'm saying, if it's good, it's good. If it's good, it's timeless. And Prince songs are bad and they are stuck in that whatever era that was in, and it's a reflection of that really bad era for music. Uh and his songs are, are dog shit. Okay. Yeah, I'm speechless. I, this, this, it, real For quick, first of all, okay. the, the, that's the error that I grew up in, so maybe that's why I'm I, I'm dumbfounded. Well, right sure, now. and you probably but, think the Goon, the Goonies is a good movie too, don't you? I gotta be honest, oh, dude. Shit. I never saw the Goonies until probably 2000, 2001. I never watched that movie until, and then I'm like, why is this so? You know, thank I you. never watched it as a kid. Thank you. So. If you watch it as a kid, it, oh, you're yeah. proving my point. Yeah. It's the best movie of all time, right? Just you, like how Thundercats seemed awesome at the time, oh and now you watch them and they're dog shit. Exactly. Prince is the Thundercats of fucking music. <laughs> <laughs> and we well, got a title for this podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my thoughts on Prince are that I think that Prince has probably a dozen songs that are some of the best songs ever made, and then probably 400 songs that I can't listen to. Because if you if you listen to anything that he made post, I think the last good single he had was probably Cream in uh, 97, 98. And then he's made like 20 albums since then. And they're all uh, weird funk jam band stuff that I'm just not into. I never but got I, into Raspberry Beret. I, that album never never hooked me. I mean, it was... Yeah. Really? I like I like a, I like a a couple of his songs. I will say that I'll agree with Zach in the fact that like I agree with like you can't just put on Prince and like have everybody around you vibe to Prince or have everybody know what song you're going to play. Unless you play what song? Jason, let me ask you something. And here is here is the test. And here's what will determine whether you pass or fail. What do you think about the song When Doves Cry by Prince? I think that it is probably one of the top four pop songs of all time. That's oh. it. Done. You failed miserably. You couldn't have I, failed. I, I would that you couldn't have would, failed uh, more miserably than what you just said. This conversation, as far as I'm concerned, is over because it's like talking to a, a bunch of kids with Down syndrome. I'm not going to get anywhere with this. I, yeah, you're not not gonna, I just I feel I, like edit that part. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would also put. Uh, um, well, I didn't want to say the R word. This right. I would also put Sweet Dreams Are Made of This as one of the top four pop songs of all time. These are pop songs. These... You talk about pop songs, you put any any of Katy Perry's singles against any of these songs, That's bro. what we were talking about just Teenage before you came Dream. on. We were talking about Eight our love for Katy ones. Perry. Like, oh, well, no. Zach and Myla, uh, GQ is not... Uh... Katy Perry's all right, but Miley Cyrus is flat dog shit. No, Dog man. shit. No, no, Party no, no, in the no, USA, no, no, man. Dog shit. Going, man. This song is terrible. Let's talk about Miley for one second since you brought you since you since brought her up. First of all, Miley Cyrus' Party in the USA is a certified banger. Um, no, it's not. Uh, Wrecking Ball, a certified banger. Uh, the movie, the, the, the song about climbing a mountain, certified banger. The song Dude. about climbing a mountain. Yeah, yeah. it's one. the climb. That one, the climb. It's I ha- probably and I have no idea what you're talking about, and Certif- I'm really glad that I don't. Certified Banger, all right? No, so no, Miley no. Cyrus has some bangers out there. She has some dog crap out there for sure. Oh, she made some songs with um, uh, Three Six Mafia. Uh, I can't remember the name of it right I now. I couldn't Certified wa- not want to hear that more. Because there's a pairing. Certified <laughs> banger, bro. 
Dude, Miley, Miley's got some tunes, bro. No, she doesn't. No. no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, you did ra- uh, raise an interesting point, though, about songs that can are, are sort of timeless and or can be 20 years old and still sound like yes. they, they were like, recorded today. Like Snoop Doggy wait, Dog Doggy wait. style. Miley Cyrus has an album called Bangers. That's what I... Yeah. And certified banger. So, uh... Oh, hold on, Jay, one I second. I'm sorry to cut yeah. you off. Can I, get the, can I get the singles off Bangers? Just give me the, the, the two or three singles off that. That's false advertisement calling that fucking bangers. Uh, adore you. We can't stop. We can't stop. Oh, my God. That's a banger, bro. That SMS featuring Britney. Never heard of any. Four by four. My you, darling. You know we oh, can't stop. Oh, Wrecking Ball. That's Wrecking new, Ball's oh, yeah. a banger. Oh, we can't yeah. stop's a banger. Love Money Party. All right. Hashtag whatever, get it bro. right. Drive, F you. Hashtag get it right. Do my thing. <laughs> Do my thing. Maybe you're right. That sounds like a parody, Someone bro. Someone else. It sounds like a BoJack Horseman. Uh, uh, <laughs> Apparently she has 27 <laughs> songs Rooting for yeah, There's 16, albums on one, 16 songs on one album. That's why this it's a banger. This isn't a double album, dude. That's why it's a banger. There's two minutes. I'm sorry, Jay. Go ahead. What, what was the point I brought up that was interesting? Or one of oh, them. Oh, just anyway. uh, songs that can be... Uh, timeless. Uh, timeless. And I always thought that if you released B.I.G.'s Life After Death today... Agree, agree, 100%. It would, it would fit in exactly, specifically Notorious Thugs. You put Notorious Thugs on Top 40 Radio today, and it doesn't feel dated or out of place. When, when, he, ta- when he said that, talking about timeless albums, I swear on a Bible, Biggie was the first one I thought of. Life After Death, I'll, 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 I'll definitely give you Life After Death. Um... And that's one of the things that I think if you're talking Tupac and Biggie, that with the biggest difference is that Dude. Tupac sounds dated. Ooh, absolutely um, right. Absolutely yeah, right. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Not all of them. I'm not talking his not, verses. I'm talking his beats sound dated. The, 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 like the, even his like later, later stuff? All of his shit sounds dated, man. Pac's stuff does not travel well. Neither does Eminem's stuff. Eminem's stuff is dated too, man. What? Um, oh, God, yeah, dude. You put, on, you put on you put on Marshall Mathers LP or, or even the Slim Shady LP, it's one dude. Of two of my favorite albums ever. You put on ever. any any of those songs, dude. It's a cringe fest, bro. It's it's dated. It's weird. It's a, it's it's stupid. Um, it's not good, man. Eminem stuff like Eminem's the quintessential like artist who's like who's awesome and he's good, but when he pops up on the Spotify, you hit skip every single time, bro. That's there's not, there's no, no like go to Eminem song that I can jam out to anymore, man. I'm sorry. Eminem's I completely is, agree. I, yeah. I heard the way I am came came on, or way I am rather came on uh, just recently, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm just not feeling this." This used to be the jam. It used to be, yep. And his stuff is mad, dated, shelf life, expired, throw it away, bro. And that's well, no you put Eminem on any song, and it'll be the top song in 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 the world at that point. Yeah, for two weeks, and then and then everybody's over it, man. Whatever. It, it, I mean, he he might be the prince of rap, as far as I'm concerned, bro. Well, he is the, the quintessential <sighs> rapping about a moment. Because all of his songs are, the lyrics are dated as shit, too. Golly. And, and, and his language in, the, in, in, in those lyrics, man. That's it's why it's so terrible. good, though. That was at a different time. It takes you back to a time when you're like, damn, you definitely can't say that shit now. But his cadence is, and his, uh, his cadence and style is he's great. something that nobody he's else He's a great does. rapper. He's, yeah. he's a great yep. rapper. I just don't Probably the best him. ever. I just don't want to listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great rapper. I don't, I don't. If I never hear another Eminem song for the rest of my life, I'm good. Straight up, man. Yeah, I, 
Best rapper ever, Jay? Ticket, 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 slim shady. How can you argue it? Hotter than a How could you argue babies. it? Oh, I could name like five others. Who? In a Mercedes, Ben, when the window's <sighs> up, when the well, temp goes to... up to the mid-80s. <laughs> Sorry, God, but I've been crazy. And I, and I know Jay's <laughs> got, uh, well, who are you going to see tomorrow, man? Uh, well, I mean, I'm going to see Run the Jewels tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and I think LP is one of the fuckest dopest rappers out there and producers. <laughs> Who? Ow. Run the Jewel. RTJ, bro. Where yeah. you at, cuz? I don't listen to Three him. certified albums. Bangers, bro. Three, three, yep. three albums in a row. Arguably the best albums of the 2010s, man. Yep. No, well, so, so why I, don't they have any songs like out on the... Well, it's on the, so it's not on the radio. It's not good. No, I'm just saying, if, it, if it's a certified banger, you're talking about Katy Perry sell, selling all these records and shit. I mean, then that they're not doing that. Killer Mike and LP, cuz. Dude, on, rap bro. is yeah. rap, rap is not rap anymore. It's no, not. I, that I agree with. Oh, and there's very few. There's very few. Because I grew up, I was about to drop some just old, old shit. Go ahead, cuz. Public Enemy, fucking Chuck D, dude. Yeah. KRS-One from Boogie Down Productions. Those, to me, are probably the two greatest rappers ever. And then Rock M, Eric B and Rock M, those are the top three in my book. That's, mm, all, that's I, all I got. I can't. No, no, yeah. don't. Uh, but I just dated myself. That's all. Yeah. That's, I'm the biggest Tupac fan around, so I can't really. He'll he'll always be my number one. Always. I can't. If I never hear another Tupac song for the rest of my life, I'm good too, man. <laughs> so we're gonna <laughs> go on a journey, and we can't play Prince. That's or a Tupac. poet, man. Yeah, he was tu- a poet. Prince Tupac. I'm good. He was um, a poet, man. Yeah. What is it? To, to, to lyrics. Uh, his lyrics were average at best. Uh, what what made Tupac so great was his charisma um, and his ability behind the mic just to just absolutely. He told de- a story, man. Things, man. There's no one who told a story in a song like Tupac did. Nobody. It's the Bruce Springsteen of rap. I'll take that. Every song was a story. Yeah, hundred percent. And if I, but if I'm I, okay with that. And it if takes I, you on a journey. And some of his, it, he had such a wide range of like. He had songs talking about I'm going to kill you, you know, like hit him up and, and shit like that. And then he had a song like Dear Mama that was like the most respectful song to women, you know, ever. So, I mean, it's, I oh, don't yeah. know, man. It's, he covered and a lot of bases, best. man. He covered a lot of bases. He, I don't know. I have, I have the utmost respect. I, I watched all of his documentaries, you know, and I've seen like, uh, what was the, the rise or the Tupac resurrection was the one. Yep. And then I forget what the other one was called, but. I thought they were all good, man. He lives an interesting life. He can't. He he rapped about what he, you know what I mean, what he encountered, you know, throughout his life and shit. I, I like that as opposed to like nowadays where it, all it is is fucking beat and rapping about some bullshit that like none of us can relate to. I'm like, I don't. All it is is they just they find three words and repeat and repeat and repeat. It's awful. And then auto tune. Awful. I man. can't stand it. Like people talk about Drake being the best rapper. It's like it makes me want oh. to puke. No, no. Oh. That's you're talking. That's Danny Shea, man. Danny Shay fucking puke, loves man. him some Drake. He has a couple good songs, but like, dude, I bought his album because he had a, he had one good song, and I forget which one I even liked, but it was dog shit, man. I couldn't I couldn't vibe with it. I was never in the mood to listen to it ever. I like so rap. It just sits on my fucking phone. I like rapper Drake. I don't like Captain Save a Ho R and B Drake. Uh, and, he can't sing. And, and his and his albums are are two R and B Captain Save a Ho Drake instead of rapper Drake. Like start, started from the bottom. I, I love that. Uh, was it 5 a.m. In, in Toronto, whatever that's called? I like that one. Back to back was hot. Back to back. Track. Yeah, when he's rapping, dude. When he's yeah. rapping, I love Drake. That's when he gets into the R&B shit that I don't like. But everybody eats up that R&B stuff. So he's he, he knows where his bread is buttered, man. He's a multi-talented dude as well, man. He can do it all. He can rap. He can sing. He can act. Um, all that shit, man. Let's get into top fives, man. What about top fives? You guys want to go through? 
It'll be an interesting yeah. list, man. No, this is let's we, let's, let's talk. It. Let's talk about your Kickstarter uh, prize over here. Try dude. one of these. What is it? It's, this is uh, they call it the cube. It's a uh, it's like a it's for fidgeters. Fidgeters, man. And it's basically you can just sit there. You just fuck and just just fuck around with it. It's got yeah. like a little this clicky, sweet, spinny buttons. <laughs> it's got a switch. It's, it's got a, little rollers. It's one, of the, one of the biggest Kickstarters ever. Man. Yeah, I think they overdid it though because I got this off of Woot, which is kind of an overrun. Website. Oh, okay. So they sent me three of them for, I don't know, 10 bucks. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. So that's why, yeah. But yeah, we just, you can just sit here. That's like, crazy. Because I, I shake my legs. I'm just kind of yeah. fidgety that way. So I thought I'd try it. How do you like it? So, like, anyways, talking right. about the top fives, I, I was just explaining to them bef- before you got on. Um, this is like my top five, like the songs that I've listened to the most throughout, you know, my life or made me feel the best for whatever, you know, reason. So it's not like I don't think these songs are the consensus top five of all time you know what i mean i just wanted to establish that before we got into that what do you think about that jay i i accept jay (laughs) (laughs) we've we've established a yeah (laughs) ground rules jay so go ahead why don't don't you start jay are these just top five songs that you that just make you give you the warm fuzzies or what top five songs of all time your top five my top five songs of all time yep Okay, well, I, I mean, I, I had no preparation for this, but probably go... When Doves Cry, number one. Ah, <laughs> no! <laughs> it's all Prince. Doves Cry, Raspberry Beret. <laughs> I'd put Purple Rain on there. Okay. Uh, for sure. I'd put 59 Sound by Gaslight Anthem. Oh, I love you. That was so such a good pick. <laughs> I'd put Notorious Thugs by... Uh, uh, Biggie and uh, Bone Thugs. I'd put Changes by Tupac. And that's four, right? Yeah. Uh, and then I'd probably go Down in It by Nine Inch Nails. Mm, I never even heard it, to be mm. honest. Off Pretty Hate Machine. Still yeah. one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Yeah. You want to go, Rick? I don't know if I can do songs. Like, I think in albums, it's going to sound, but. No, and, songs, man. Uh, I don't, I mean... I like your list, Jay. Or some of them, I guess. Because songs is tough, because I, I... Everything that I listen to is is all early 90s, late 80s. You but, gotta have it, a couple but, songs, though, man. Uh, Nothing sticks out in your mind. Let me just go albums, man. I mean, albums for me, and this is gonna date me. Go ahead. But uh, The Who, Who's Next? Led Zeppelin in Through the Outdoor. Oh, interesting Zeppelin choice. Yeah, that's that to me is my favorite. Uh, In the evening is it's the it is the best song to drive at night. Eminence Front by the Who is, oh, another, is another jam, great, dude. That's a great. That's drive. a jam. I like bro. driving songs. So if I'm going to talk songs, I, I that that's kind of where I go because immediately I think uh, everybody rules the world by Tears for Fears, um, mm. and that's when that was what I was thinking actually when your Gugudal song played. Like this is a great driving song, top five? No, but so so yeah. Um, Public Enemy, it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. So that's three. Um, this is where I, I've always been more of a Prince guy than a Michael Jackson guy. So Prince, nineteen ninety nine, and then I've got to throw a, a Nine Inch Nails album in there, and I, and I think that would be Pretty Hate Machine over um, uh, Downward Downward Spiral. I would have to go. Pretty hate machine. I never got into them, to be honest. Nine Inch Nails. Oh, 
I missed that boat. Trent Trent Reznor's a dude. Do you want to yeah. go or you want dude. me to go? Well, I got uh, Snoop Dogg, G's and Hustlers off the aforementioned um, Doggy Style album. Um, Leona Lewis, Bleeding Love. Remember that one? <laughs> Bleeding Love. I know who Leona Lewis is, yeah. but I can't think of Bleeding, Bleeding Love. Bleeding Love, man. That gets me every time, dude. It's okay. fired up. I can't, I can't hate. Steve Winwood, Higher Love. Aww. Love Steve Winwood, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Big Steve Winwood, yeah. Mark, dude. Eminence Front's a great call. That's that's a great driver. Eminence tune, man. Front. Um, you know what kind of resurrected that real quick? What's that? Uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto. It was like Grand Theft Auto Four, I think. Yeah. One of the radio stations always played Eminence Front. Yeah. And I would just freaking drive around Grand Theft Auto, like yeah. running people over, <laughs> listening to Eminence Front. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, and and also every whenever I'm in an airplane, I know you're not supposed to play your iPod. But I always turn on Eminence Front when we're taking off. <laughs> Get y'all vibed up, especially at a, like a night flight. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's what I got, man. I, I, I'm also a big. I'm also a big. It was like three. It was three, but uh, I threw an Eminence Front. I'm also. I, I like Adele. Hello. Uh, I like. A, I like a couple of Adele. Uh, uh, what was that Rolling in the Deep song? I like a, by Adele a lot. Um, certified Bangers by Katy Perry. Um, uh, Teenage Dreams, just a, just a, just a fucking monster. Uh, I'm also a big Phil Collins fan too. Really, huge Phil Collins fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and uh, but I, I don't like his pop shit, dude. Susu Studio and all that man sounds dated, dude. Uh, in the air tonight, it's overplayed. Uh, but there's some deep cuts by Phil Collins that I can I can really really like what? Get I'm curious. You you you've ruled out probably two of his biggest. Yeah. I got I got to look it up now. To okay. be honest with you, but uh, so we'll go to Kyle and come back. Yeah. Well, just just on the Phil Collins front, uh, oh, Phil, Phil Collins, Collins or Peter bro. Gabriel. Oh, for me, Phil Collins for sure. Mm, Peter Gabriel all day. Go Peter. Yeah. Uh, Sledgehammer. One uh, Sledgehammer. Yeah, I like Sledgehammer. Uh, um, one more night. Uh, Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Easy Lover is a great pop song. Oh yeah yeah. Um, yeah. I don't care anymore. Is it? Is it? It's it. It's not good. But for me, when I hear it, I get, I get, I get, I get fired up. Are we uh, just gonna go through all of Phil Collins' songs, <laughs> dude? Take me home by Phil Collins might be number one, though. Dude, we just read so off take, Miley Cyrus bangers. Take, yeah, take that sucked me too. home, because I don't remember. <laughs> so take, take me home, dude. Phil Collins, man, make me feel a certain type of way, bro. God, that's, that's interesting. I love Phil Collins. Man. <laughs> what do you got, Jay? What? Yeah, you, uh, you were gonna you were gonna jump in on Phil Collins, or was that the? Uh, oh, the, I was just uh, laughing, and I also really like uh, uh, Annie. Don't forget your num- my number for some reason off of uh, the studio. Oh, oh, Billy, Billy, yeah. don't you forget my number? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Not anywhere, and you can't find me. Oh boy! But then you gotta look at the Genesis songs too that he wrote and sang out, oh, man. Yeah. At the same time, yeah. man. Like Phil Collins is a certified G, dude. As far as I'm concerned. Oh, I got no no hate for Phil. I love Phil Collins, man. Steve Winwood's un- underrated, man. I think Steve Winwood should have been bigger than he was. Oh, where's he been? I don't know, dude. He's got a voice. Yeah, cause he. Uh, what was the out? Al- what was the band he was in? Stoplight, Traffic Jam. Yeah, it was, something. Was it, it was like a supergroup or something. Something. Wasn't and then, he? Then he just kind of disappeared, and then he came back with Higher Love. Yeah. And then disappeared. Yep. I don't know, man. We got to bring back Steve Winwood. We gotta. We gotta interview Steve Winwood. <laughs> yeah, let me get on that. Yeah. Traffic. <laughs> traffic. Yeah. Traffic. The, the band. band. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I love Steve Winwood. 
He's uh, he's got to be a million years old, man. I'm just looking him up here. What year is he born? Uh, he is 68 years old. I guess. Well, I mean, in rock terms, that's not very old. No, man. Uh, you Roger, look at Roger Daltrey's 70 years old. <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, Rolling Stones are still on tour, man. Well, God, they're they're propped up. Oh my God, <laughs> man, that 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 is amazing because. What, Mick Jagger's got to be almost 80, right? Yeah, he just had a kid, too. Oh, gross. It's disgusting. Well, it's selfish. Because <laughs> yeah, totally selfish. You, you're going to die, and your kid's going to be seven years old. 73. Yeah, so in he seven looked, years, looks if he gets to 80. Yeah. Oh, he will. You know? Yeah, he will. But he's not going to see his kid graduate high school. No. No way. No. How selfish is that? I'm not going to see him graduate, you know, kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Fuck Mick Jagger, dude. But his wife is what? Like twenty say twenty eight or something. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I can't. I can't. What's up, GQ? What's your top five, guys? All of my notes were all Super Bowl, so we're just rolling here. I, the only thing I wrote down was let's talk about this uh, <laughs> Goo Goo Dolls top five, man. I got uh, number five is Name by the Goo Goo Dolls for obvious reasons. So it just we snuck, found out earlier. It just in snuck podcast. into the top five. Yeah, it's top five for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this band. It's called Thursday. Jay, you familiar with Thursday? I got to look at Jay for that. Uh, they have a song called Understanding in a Car Crash. It was like my favorite song. That sounds school. familiar. Yeah. Back to You by John Mayer, because that's my boy. That's, uh, that's my number one, man. Number two is Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Come on, Chris. For obvious reasons. I think it's, in my, it, I think it's number two for me. And number one, for symbolic reasons, uh, my my dad and I used to always sing this song when I was real young, so it obviously has like some some deeper meaning. But it was "Mr. Jones" by the Counting Crows, and I I could jam to that song at any point, any day. That song you want to talk about? That song's not dated, in my opinion. You're a sentimental motherfucker, aren't you? You're emo, yeah, bro. We call it emo, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm fucking grumpy all the time. You're emo, bro. You gotta work on that. <laughs> you gotta work on a taste of music. I like too, it, bro. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> Phil Collins, man. In the I can't believe you never listened to Run the Jewels. I put a bunch of shit on your page at one point. I'll run the no, jewels. No, I listen to a couple things, man, but it's nothing that I that I like really hold on to. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there's like I can vibe, like I I vibe with certain like lyrics or certain um or a certain part of the song or whatever, but like I said, nobody comes out with like Hobson had a song that I really liked, but then I listened to some of his other shit and I was just like, okay, this isn't really for me. Like I, I just today's rap, man. I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. I guess I just don't. Oh, I didn't it. even mention Kanye West, dude. I, I'd be oh, remiss if I didn't mention Kanye West and it, it, arguably the the greatest album of the two thousands. Yeah, what uh, was that? Which one? Because I know uh, college my, dropout. No, no, no. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy, man. No. All right, Jay. Uh, you're speaking his language now, man. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. I that was such a monster interesting album in a microcosm for the fact that it's literally like listening to watching listening like listening to someone lose their mind. It's unbelievable, dude. That that there's there there hasn't been an album out since that album has captured me as as a whole there have been songs that i've liked better there have been songs you know different highlights uh that have taken me away but as 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 a whole album as one piece as a as a full course meal um there hasn't been a better album uh in in the 2000s besides uh my beautiful dark twisted fantasy now i'd put college dropout as a close second to that because that one really changed the game when that came out, I mean, everything changed. Huge. After that. 
That was huge, man. Talk about backpack Through the wire, rap. man. Through the wire was yeah. my shit. Yeah. And that and and you could just you could feel and that's why I liked and this is why I like um doggy style too for the same reasons I like as I like college dropout because you can just feel how hungry they are and how they make the most of every single opportunity and every single verse uh on every single song dude and that comes through the speakers man and that to me that 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 I can um I can relate to that at certain different levels in my life and professions um and also connects uh, uh it connects with me on like a very visceral visceral level where you finally get this opportunity or this chance to shine and it's why i like chance the rapper no pun intended because uh because Kanye put chance on his last album right and then he gave him and, and he arguably had the best verse of the whole album and kanye did that on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy with Nicki minaj nobody knew Nicki minaj was and so she had that verse on monster which was the best verse of the whole album so i love when people get these opportunities and they just knock it out of the park so i can relate um something inside of me in a very on a very visceral level appreciates that well i mean that's the third time kanye's done that too because he did that with whatchamacallit lupe fiasco lupe? as well yeah yeah can um, you say that about eminem too that he uh, that Eminem breaks people. Yes. This is your moment. You own it. You never let it go, man. Get the 50? fuck out of here, dude. I yeah, can't I... stand Eminem, bro. If I never have to hear another Eminem song again, dude, it, it'll be a, That's how a, I moment, feel about Kid Rock. a moment too soon, dude. Oh, I... Hey, Kid. You know what though? Kid Rock has some country jams, dude. He's got some deep cut country jams that I that I. They're not good too. <laughs> Yeah, I like Kid Rock. <laughs> I don't, I like I don't get Kid Rock. I've seen him. I've seen him in concert a couple times, and his concerts are they're fun, but it's mostly covers. Just a white trash and haven. Oh, dude. dude, dude, that's the first time I've ever. We I went to one of the Comerica shows, and it's the first, it's the only time I've ever gone to a show at at Comerica a ballpark, and it was terrible because you can't see, and everyone there is just white trash and wasted. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, I'm I don't think this kid rock had a song or an album in the past. Born free, and that years? was the worst song in the last ten years. That born free I don't song. Know. What was the? I was born free. No, I know. Yeah, they keep going oh, if you want. That, that was yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Good. Like that. Yeah. That was all right. <laughs> Got to break it out every now. No, and I was again, trying to know. think of that Chrysler commercial, but that was Eminem. Yeah. Yeah, of course yeah. it was. Arm spaghetti, arm <laughs> spaghetti, knees weak, arm spaghetti. Come on, that's bro. not even the Dude, God. <laughs> I, that's not the lyrics. Real real quick, my take on Kanye. I I was right there with college dropout and when uh Dark Twisted Fantasy yeah. yeah came out. He started losing me, but he really lost me more outside of his music. That dude runs his he's mouth a douchebag. and he's the biggest asshole. Mm-hmm. And I and it and it when I hear his music that interferes with my ability to enjoy well music. here's the thing i'm an intelligent human being right i'm an evolved human being i could separate the artist from the art um i can look at chris benoit as one of the most despicable deplorable human beings who was ever born Absolutely. in the history of the world uh but i could also watch his wrestling matches and see him as one of the greatest wrestlers who's ever laced boots and got into a wrestling ring um it doesn't affect my ability to judge what he does uh, as a profession same thing with Kanye. I don't, I don't dude, he, 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 he's lost me so many times on a, on a personal level, but I'm not, I'm not interested in, in him in a personal level because I don't know the guy. 
Uh, what I'm interested in in my relationship with Kanye West is through the through the Beats headphones and my Spotify on my smart on my smartphone. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, when he, if he keeps producing what he's producing, I'm going to keep buying it, man. Because to me, he's uh, he's probably one of the greatest artists in the world right now. I don't have a problem with any of, of what he said. I, I just I'm kind of in the same boat as Rick, saying like I just hate him so much, and I and I hate everything Kardashian and anything That's, else that he's associated with yeah. that they. With the bullshit clothes he's got coming out for like a thousand dollars, I'm like, this guy's dog shit. Yeah, man. but how does that affect you? Why do you let that shit affect you? If that's if that's outside of your universe and outside of your stratosphere, then why would it even? Why seek, contribute to, why, to somebody or something that you think is 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 uh, a piece of shit? Like 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 dude. prime example is Floyd Mayweather. Like everybody keeps buying his fights. Hey, he doesn't knock out a fucking soul. And and he beats women and he he's just the biggest piece of shit on Here's earth. The thing. At the and next... he's the richest piece of shit on earth because everybody just eats it up and fucking and buys everything he's selling. Come on, bro. At Bullshit. the next at the next XICW show, I'm gonna make you get in line with the rest of the marks and buy a ticket, bro. Because that's what you really sound like to me right now. Dude. Yeah, whatever. Like it's the truth. Like, it's the what he beats women. That's a fucking no, fact. That's no, a fact. I'm not talking about. I'm I'm talking about separating the art from the artist, man. And, and as an intelligent and evolved human being, I can do that. And I think you should be able to do that too. No, well, I, yeah, maybe I'm not evolved. I can't. It it interferes with my ability. To, I, I'm the same way with Mayweather. Although, if they do this Conor McGregor thing, why everybody's over here watching it? Why? I just feel like either Conor so, McGregor so is going to get McGregor crushed, get pumped. He's going to get pumped. He's going to get pumped. He might and get it, one good it's shot stupid, in though. Man. I did see something interesting. Money grab. Uh, somebody wrote or said or whatever that Mayweather fights to go to the party after the fight. He doesn't fight to win. I mean, he fights to win, but he he is he fighting not to lose. He is fighting so that he can go party afterwards. So he never wants to get and knocked make out. And a hundred million. Oh, yeah, absolutely, dude. I but respect that's why the he art. The way okay, he like like that that truly is an art to be able to dodge punches from the get best hit, in the bro. world. He can't get it's hit. It's an art, and I, and, and I respect the that's time and the wins. effort that he puts in to be that good at his craft. Don't get me wrong, well, but at the same with, time, I mean, he's in there with he's world a piece class athletes of for fucking the most part. Shit, he's he's a garbage human being, and I don't get any enjoyment from watching his fights. Everybody hyped up the Manny Pacquiao fight. No, shit that was, was dog terrible. Shit. No, 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 it was no, dog shit. No, Mayweather's never had a great fight, but but never he's, had a great he's the fight. highest grossing boxer though, because everybody that is a is a boxing aficionado talks about how it's like such a such a beautiful thing that he dodges all these punches. I'm like, you're watching guys punch air for. You know what I mean? You're what? Just getting that side shot of him. And, Stupid. Yeah, I, it, I mean, it's crazy. And then, yeah. and then the fact that everybody's gonna buy this Floyd Mayweather, um, Conor McGregor fight is crazy too because Floyd would never step into the octagon with Conor. So why is Conor gonna go? Conor couldn't even box with Nate Diaz. He's gonna go box with Floyd Mayweather. It's like it's crazy. And and everybody's gonna fucking buy it and just line Floyd's pockets with with another three hundred million dollars. Hey, then. you know what fight I'm really interested in, bro? Chris Brown versus Soldier Boy. <laughs> That's the fight I want to see. I would see, pay for dude. that over, That's over the fucking fight I want to see. Connor and Floyd. I'm more interested in that fight than any Floyd Mayweather I really fight, would. bro. I really would. Soldier Boy's, Soldier Boy's going to get knocked out. Dude. It'll be a better fight. <laughs> I think so, too. Hey, at, at, with the, when they do bastard. celebrity boxing, Rick, we're going to come back and watch watch Chris Brown knock Soldier Boy out, bro. <laughs> well, who else fights on that, you know? Dude, there's a couple uh, NBA guys from the 90s that still got beef. They're going to fight each other. Are they who? setting this up? Who? Yeah, 50 Cent and setting it up, bro. Really? 50 cent that's, for, dude that's that's straight yeah, cash yeah it's man. celebrity boxing man that's but cash. but like but like they do storylines they got like cutting promos on each other on world star they got real heat all this shit man yeah that's that's money this is real money, money dude yeah what, what is this on 
it's gonna be pay per view, dude. Really? Yeah, yeah. The the top of the card is gonna be Soldier Boy versus Chris Brown, and then the, the two NBA guys from the '90s that don't like each other. I gotta find. You gotta find out who that is. I want to know who that I'll is. I'll look it up. Yeah, Keep going. I'm an cent. NBA fifty cent freak. Yeah. Um, and then so they're they're setting the whole card up, dude. It's it's, it's uh, fifty cents uh, hooking up with Floyd Mayweather. They're gonna co-promote it, and they're both gonna get rich off it, dude. Oh, for sure. Yeah, man. Cause I'll watch it. I'll yeah. watch that. Yeah, I'll watch it too. Although Chris Brown's a piece of shit too. He it kind of goes against everything I just said. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you're a mark for him, but you're not a mark for Kanye. No, because dude. at least that has fucking substance. I might actually get some entertainment value out of it. I'm not gonna line Floyd's pockets to watch him dance around and pump Conor McGregor. I at least respect Conor McGregor. Do you remember the celebrity boxing from the That's 90s a hustle, on, bro. on Fox, dude? When yeah, Fox had celebrity Manute boxing. Bowl versus uh, the refrigerator Perry. <laughs> Do you remember that shit? <laughs> And Dude. Fridge couldn't oh, get right. in. Right. Tanya he Harding get was on that. Tanya, I remember the Tanya Harding fight. Tanya Harding was on that bitch, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kenyon Martin, uh, Tim Thomas. Kenyon Martin, Tim Thomas. That's random. I don't that beef. Yeah, that's random. I guess they have yeah. long-standing beef, and they're going to fight it out. It's dude. the mediocre power forward battle. <laughs> <laughs> it's the who washed out with their, all their talent battle. Yeah. yeah. You need to get Charles, Charles Oakley versus James Nolan in there, bro. Ooh, for real. That's man. what I want to see, dude. That, wouldn't that was that long. was that was straight up WWE shit, man. Dude, they flip them out. Yeah. They got the fucking. They that bring, was, they bring that in was, the indies to pull them out. Dude, that, that was, fire, was that was Vince and Stone Cold. Was Stone Cold exactly. got arrested, dude? Dude, you know, dude. I, I seriously bet Oakley just had that adrenaline rush, bro. And everybody was cheering for him and yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. O- Oakley, he was basically about oh, to fire up, man. Dude, Oakley wanted to throw them bows so bad, bro. <laughs> he, he's, he's back. At, up. He's back on the floor at Madison Square Garden, dude, surrounded <laughs> by some dudes. He wanted to throw them bows, them bows. You see when he handed his watch to that guy behind him? Nice. Hold my watch. Is that what he Hold did? Hold my yeah. watch. <laughs> he was about to go. Oh, that's funny. Who else man. is on that celebrity boxing? That's Kenny what I'm Martin? trying to find out. Uh, is there? Are there people called? 21 Savage and 22 Savage. So 21 Savage is going to box 22 Savage for the right to the Savage name. Who are they? What? Rappers. Oh, okay. 21 Savage is a rapper. 22 Savage is a rapper. So they're going to they're going to fight each other for the rights. This it's like Booker T versus Ahmed Johnson for the right to the to the Big T versus Booker T and in, in WCW. That. I remember that. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Bloated ass Ahmed Johnson and WCW yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which is only weird. He couldn't blow his nose without dude, blowing a, out a knee or dude, something. Dude, it was only like a year or two after his amazing WWF run, man. I love Ahmed. They Johnson, tried to push bro. him to the moon, dude, man. Anytime, they tried. anytime Ahmed's on TV, I'm watching it, bro. My man was so reckless. He was dude. over. Oh, he's so killing people. Over, dude. The Pro River Plunge was was nice, man. I would never wrestle Ahmed <laughs> Johnson. It was so funny. I had an, it, when I started wrestling in the early 2000s, there was an indie show in Livonia. Uh, and they booked Ahmed Johnson for it, right? And I'm watching this match, and this match is phenomenal, dude. But Ahmed's got to be, like, close to 375 at this point, dude. He's just huge, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, He's refrigerator uh, him, Ahmed's though. got his opponent in the corner, and then Ahmed sets the chair up in front of his opponent. And I'm like, what the fuck is Ahmed Johnson about to do? Ahmed goes to the opposite corner, gets a running start, attempts to do an air sabu off the chair, but the second he puts Crushed his that. foot on the chair, it pancakes out, <laughs> and he flew out of the ring, bro. 
Oh, all 375. I'm like, Ahmed, you're in front of 170 people, dude. Yeah. What are you doing? You're Ahmed Johnson. He's feeling it, man. Why? He was he was hyped. Who's the poor dude that had that chair not collapsed? I th- was going to die. I think it was one of the bigger guys. Because the more around this time, uh, he was helping run the promotion. He had a lot of like bigger dudes in from Windsor, from Canada. And these were like guys that were like 265, 270. Oh. They may have not been the most talented guys, but he had like a, a collection of like really big guys. And so I think that was one of the guys, maybe if I remember correctly, that was wrestling him. But uh, but yeah, man, when I saw Ahmed Johnson in person, flat in a uh, chair, attempting an air sabu in front of Idiot. 150 people in Livonia, Michigan, bro. I'm like, I love... that's what they wanted to see I'm from like, Ahmed. I'm like, I love wrestling so much, bro. You got to understand, when I'm, ni- when I'm 19 years old and I see this, this is like the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my life, dude. Like, this cemented my passion and love for yeah. indie wrestling, man. Like, that was the genesis of it all, you know? But Ahmed Johnson and Ahmed Johnson, chair. dude. Yeah. Ahmed Johnson in the folding chair, man. We, we gotta do we gotta do a show on uh, on early two thousands indie wrestling in Michigan, man. We could. Who, gonna, who you want to bring in? Stuff, man. I don't know. We gotta bring in H.E. Huck for that. Sure. Gotta well, we did. Uh, we had Huck and and DBA on. Yeah. This was right after the Golden Girls conversation, and they just basically ran through their histories from from uh, Malcolm Senior. Yeah. To everything Huck was running, and then how they had a little spat. Oh, did they? And then, uh, yeah, there was, you know, there was some. There was Huck was some running stuff. some amazing shows in the early 2000s with Sabu and Yukon Braxton and Lynch Mob, Corporal Robinson, uh, Cashflow, uh, CM Punk, Cole Cabana, uh, the Necro Butcher. You know, the first time I ever saw Necro, Rick Matrix. I saw Rick Matrix versus the Necro Butcher uh, at uh, this little uh, shitty, shitty bingo hall in Dearborn, Michigan. In front of, I don't know, maybe 125 people, dude. Is that Azteca Hall? Yeah, or uh, Almada Hall. Almada Hall, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yep, in Almada Hall. And right in front of me, dude, right at my feet, um, Rick Matrix picks a Necro Butcher up and fucking power bombs him on the floor, bro. Just like with no chair and just, just flat Nothing. out on his floor, dude. And you feel like the floor shake, you know, just from the, the impact of his body just crashing into this floor, bro. And I'm watching this, and this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, this there is. There was just one story awesome, he told yeah. about. Uh, they they had a car in the parking lot, and the intention was that the car would get set on fire, but they forgot to empty the gas tank yes, on the car. I remember this. And it was Rick Matrix and I think Dirty TX. Yeah. Yeah. And so they they Dirty TX had that uh that branding iron. Mm-hmm. So the gimmick was that the branding iron, you know, he's he's going at Matrix with it, it gets thrown into the car, because now they're brawling outside, gets thrown into the car. And it sets the interior of the car on fire, and then they're doing they're doing you know pile drivers and whatnot on, on the, <laughs> yeah. On the hood video of the car. Of it, so, yeah, and and but then <laughs> then it gets out of control. <laughs> it gets huge, then, yeah. bro. It's insane, dude. The late nineties, like, whoops, early two thousands indies. I watched uh, Necro take a superplex to, to the, the outside, yeah. just on the floor. Yeah, just, yeah. There, there was from to, from two thousand four, and he's one of the most intelligent to, men. To two thousand seven, there was nobody better than the Necro Butcher on the Indies, man. There was nobody. If you if you want to doubt me, just watch him versus Samoa Joe at the ECW Arena, dude. It's the most amazing spectacle of a match you've ever seen in your life. Nobody had the, the had the charisma or presence or um, just the uh, the the uncertainty 
that Necro Butcher provided and just the straight violence that he did. Also, him versus Mr. Insanity from IWA Mid-South, like King of the Death matches, uh, absolutely insane. But Necro Butcher had this insane run between like 2004 and 2007 um, that I don't think we'll, I don't know if, I don't know if we'll see, man. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure a, uh, an indie guy will come up and, 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 and capture the audience the way he did. Um, you know, like Sabu did in the nineties and early nineties. But is that, um, is that your type of wrestling? What's that? that Hard, hardcore the wrestling. Hardcore kind of. No, I, I, good is good, man. Yeah, it's opinion, good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like characters and I like people who, well, with charisma, who make a connection with the audience. Okay. That's what I like. And the Necro Butcher was the best, absolute best at that when he was um, on top. Then I will say I got to ref that match with you and was it Mosh Pit Mike? And you're <laughs> out in the crowd. I love this hardcore <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, like the, I, mean, I like that fun, man. I've been, I've been doing this for 15 years. I've been doing this for 15 years, man. So any, anytime I get an opportunity to do something new or have some fun mm-hmm. with it, I, I take advantage of that. And, um, you know, I, I've been doing this for so long that I, that I, that I, I feel like I understand uh, what my role is. And I'm kind of, sometimes I'm pigeonholed in that. Um, where it's like, all right, well, this is what you, this is what I do. I'm just overcome the odds, and I'm disabled, and and this is and this is where my that's where my bread is buttered, mm-hmm. and I understand that as a character, and I understand how to connect with an audience from that perspective. So any, but when you do it, you know, for 15 years straight, and when you have an opportunity to do something else, yeah, it gets old to you. So, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Um, and it's never old to me in terms of making a genuine connection with the audience. Um, but right. what I'm saying is that when I have an opportunity to kind of step outside of that bubble, uh, for me, that's uh, I, it's me. That's a lot of fun, and I, I like to do that. Have stuff. you ever had a uh, like an extended heel run? Yeah, I, I did in uh, AAW um, in the late uh, 2000s when I was a heel manager. Uh, manager. Uh, I managed Nate, uh, amazing Nate and Truth Martini. Oh, oh the they were the Michigan invasion or whatever. Yeah, the Michigan invasion, and I was just their mouthpiece. But you've never been just like a as a wrestler, standalone. no. As a wrestler, no, because once I take why my, would you once be? I take, once I take my leg off, the audience. What I found is they won't boo a one-legged guy who's getting beat up. Yeah. Even if they hate me, they yeah, won't. Boo, they won't boo. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it'll just be awkward silence. Yeah. And and so I even tried that in in. Uh, my first run with uh, with ICP and JCW, we, we went on tour, and we were filming the Slam TV deal, which was a DVD release. And the idea for me was to be a heel, was to be a cocky heel, and uh, just a complete dickhead, because that's how, what my personality was, you know. <laughs> so they're like, you know, like It'll you're the translate. most you're, you're <laughs> the most inspiring wrestler in front of a crowd, but uh, the rest of your life you're a complete dickhead. So why why don't you just be a dickhead? Why why don't you just be yourself, Zach? <laughs> on on, on uh, as a character and I'm like cool let's run with it and I had a lot of fun um, you know cutting promos and coming up with stuff we had girls and smoking cigarettes and all this kind of stuff you know I'm just talking my shit <laughs> like I normally do uh, but then once I and people boo me and all this stuff but once the leg comes off when I start wrestling they can't. it's complete silence because they can't just wrap their minds around booing s- uh, somebody who's disabled getting beat up um, so so I mean I, I've, I've tried it before and I've had fun but I'm much more comfortable in my role as a babyface um, I like being a babyface, and uh, to me, it's interesting, and to me, it's harder to be a good babyface than a good heel. Um, and so, uh, so I, I, I agree t- with that. Yeah, I take I take pride. It's hard to get it's hard to get people behind you. It's 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 much harder to get people behind you than it is to get people to hate you. Because you have to be, 
you have to be believable. Like if, if they don't believe that you're right. genuinely the nice guy, right. you know what I mean? If you're not a genuine not, nice guy, not so much a nice guy, they can see but, through that shit, but, man. but a hero or a good guy or somebody that represents, uh, overcoming something or has integrity or is standing up for the little guy or is fighting for what's right. Um, and that to me, I made that turn when my, when my personal life made that turn. When I started living by those principles, that's that was reflected in my wrestling because my wrestling got better and I made more connections with the audiences and my matches got better as a result. Uh, because it was a real life when before it was character. Before I'm like you were acting. Yeah, yeah. I was acting as a good guy while I was you know uh, 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 ugly on the inside. And then now since that that switch has happened. It's a lot easier for me to play a good guy because I genuinely appreciate being there. I genuinely like being in front of the crowd, and I genuinely like doing what I do. And so that, you're right, the audience picks up on it. They're not stupid. They pick up on that, and that translates. Um, and that, to me, is the uh, genesis of the connection. And so, uh, so I like being a good guy. I like whoop whooping. I like talking shit. I like high fiving. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I like having a good like, time. Yeah, you're like fun out there. You like yeah. selling shit. Yeah, that, that helps. Too. Yeah. Oh, it certainly helps. As you know, because that's that's part of the business aspect of things. Um, but it's a but it's a it's a genuine. Uh, it's 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 not disingenuous uh, when it comes from me, and I think that's what makes me a good baby face. I, my bread's buttered being a heel, hundred percent. I mean, you can make me a baby face, but I need to be a heel first to transition mm -hmm. to the baby face, like. I mean, I, it worked for Alpha One. Like, I showed up at Alpha One, and, and I was just a baby face from the start. And it takes a minute for people to, to warm up to me because my, my theme songs heal. My, my leather coat with the furs heal. The way that I walk is heal. The way that I look is heal. So it's, it, it, it's, a, it's a difficult transition if, you just come, if I just come in fresh as a baby face. Yeah. But if I'm a heel they need to and see people work. respect yeah. the fact that I can work as a heel, then you transition me to – because people just – I mean, at least I'd like to think people enjoy watching me wrestle. So then, you know, if they like you, if they feel strongly about you the one way, they'll feel strongly about you the other way. Mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in that. So um, that's when I make my good transition. Because then I don't have to change my character. I can just, instead of being mean to, like, everybody and, and fans, I just be mean to, like, my opponent. Your opponent. And then, well, and that's yeah. always, it, Creep always brings us up, the difference between heel Stone Cold and Babyface Stone Cold was which direction he was flipping off. He's either flipping off the crowd or he's flipping off his opponent. Other than that, he was the same guy. Ooh, I don't know if I agree with that because no? Stone Cold went through that period where he was like begging off and and and, well, not, and I'm not talking not ringmaster. Well, not no, but and I'm not talking no, about not when he was playing master. the ukulele and shit. I'm yeah, talking that's about, what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when he was he came in as that heel, you know, and then as soon as he dropped the Austin 316 and, and started flipping off his opponents, that Austin. But when he came back and he, I think he broke his back. So he was, he when was on he the sidelines. When he turned at WrestleMania. And, yeah, and that, that was, was a with terrible McMahon. turn. Yeah, it was the no, worst. That was ever. a terrible one. But I'm, I'm talking no, about that. No, no, no. Yeah, to Doug's point, um, I mean, he was he was a heel for... I, I, I firmly believe Vince didn't know what he had, really. No, <laughs> I, no. I, I, didn't, I think it was all Austin. brought him in as a guy. Because, well, even after the Austin, Austin 316 promo on Jake at King of the Ring 96, I mean, he didn't turn babyface, really, until a year and a half after that. Right. At That's Brett. WrestleMania, or yeah, with the with Brett ninety seven double switch, man. Yeah, so good, such bro. a great which, match. Which which yeah. which that was, um, I just got goose pimples thinking yeah, about that match. That, that, that that was perfect. The that, double switch when anytime you can pull off a successful double switch like that in a match is is awesome. That was beautiful, but that that was a year and a half after he started the Austin. But he was still the same. That that's what made it work because he was the same guy. 
It wasn't disingenuous. He didn't change his moveset. He didn't come out fucking high-fiving fans, kissing babies, all this. I was about to say slapping babies, but that made him a heel. He didn't. He was He was still, they connected with the character. And he was believable, and that's and that's to me. That's why I tell these young guys: I go, the biggest um, thing you can do is connect with an audience. Once you figure out how to connect with an audience, everything else comes falls in place. Um, but the hardest thing to do is connect with an audience too, you know, because I mean, ninety ninety five percent of these guys come out there and, and they play wrestler, and they oh, <laughs> look man. like they're just playing wrestler. Yeah. It doesn't look like it, it's a real thing going on. Whatever, a real performance, a real fight, going through the motions. They don't, yeah. they don't believe it in Be- because they're so concerned with the mechanics of the wrestling. To their credit, they have to get the mechanics down first, and then so once the mechanics become second nature and they don't think about them, then they can start thinking about the uh, the the outside stuff in terms of connection with the crowd, character work, promos, this, that, and the other. Um, but uh, it's just like anything else. The more you do it, the better you become. I at think it. these kids study the wrong shit nowadays. I'm gonna be honest. Everybody, every and and, and NJPW are, um, is awesome. Don't get me wrong, and they have some of the best wrestlers in the world. But like. That's not what New a kid, Japan? yeah, like that's not what a kid like first year in should be studying and and trying to emulate at all. Like he needs to get the basics down before you can, you know what I mean. Throw in different transitions and like and putting more depth into your matches. Like master the the basics and 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 you know tinker, find out what works and then you know add to it. But like I watch some of these kids wrestling and and they might do cool spots or do a couple cool moves, but it's like nothing Why? that people hold on to like yeah. it's not a story it's just they're trading shit and like i mean I, we're obviously not going <laughs> to mention any names but i mean i've just seen some fucking wild shit you man. see some wild shit on social media too by these by these so-called wrestlers too. unbelievable well, i mean don't even what have you seen <laughs> <laughs> i know what he's going he's for I, I, I see a lot of stuff man no, i just see a lot of stuff that it the way that the way truth taught it, Zach's got that spoon out. He's was, just stirring some shit up. I'm like, above it, dude. That's why I don't give wise, a shit. I'm above it, man. Etiquette wise, yeah. these kids oh, are fucking just, out of their minds, yeah. man. Out like, mind. like what? What do you mean? Give me an example of something that's that you that you've seen that you wouldn't like. You don't have to name names. Well, first of all, tell. I mean, first of all, everybody wants to put their two cents in about what WWE is doing on on TV. So they'll watch what, something like I, and for critique example, it on, on like, social media. Yes. On Facebook, Twitter. Yes. And critique so it, they'll comment like, on like Raw and the pay per view and finishes yes. and stuff. It's so stupid that you know Roman. No. Yeah, who does this? Hold on, let me. Who does shit, this? Me... No wrestler that <laughs> I know. I'm, Come ble- on. I'm bleeping well, names. Keep, I'm bleeping keep names. in mind, don't believe nothing, man. Keep, keep <laughs> in not. mind that I'm not. I'm not friends with. I, I I don't see a lot of this stuff, man. I'm I'm 33 years old, dude. I got two kids. I got three careers. I got a lot of stuff going on. I don't. I, so I don't For see. Sure. Like people bitching about Raw and stuff. One, I, I, the only time I watch Raw is if it's on Tuesday morning and it's on Hulu, mm-hmm. and it's the hour and a half condensed version, and I can fit it in when my son naps. Right. That's when I watch it. And what I see, I like, man. I saw Samoa Joe come out. Uh, 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 Stephanie McMahon and Mick Foley brought him out in the opening promo from like a week or two ago. Samoa Joe just killed it, man. Because the one thing against Joe was his talking ability. But he absolutely brought it and killed. Obviously, Dude, they brought him wrestler. out as a hitman. Dude, that yeah. was. I hope they don't make him man. like talk, talk. I I miss the days of like when when guys didn't have to fucking talk. Like, 
They didn't have like Goldberg didn't have to get on the microphone and no. sell his it's weird fucking to hear him talk, promo. Yeah. yeah, and guess what? They're trying to make him talk now and well, he can't he, talk. Well, in, in today's in today's culture, you're gonna have to be able to talk if you're gonna get a push. In WWE, you look at Roman Reigns. That's what they made Roman Reigns do. And you could argue, well, that's what killed him because when he was in the Shield and he wasn't talking and he was knocking dudes the out with a Superman punch, that was like, yo, was the most remember that Royal Rumble when yeah. when they wanted Daniel Bryan and then but it was Roman Reigns and they're like, yes, this is Roman Reigns' time and then he lost or whatever and it was like, whoa, this sucks. But all right, so get back. To the, but uh, I, I digress. We're getting back to the who are these wrestlers that I know that I wrestle with. Who are who are critiquing um, uh, 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 raws and finishes and angles and storylines and even put and even putting everything over? I think is another. I mean, even just to go on social media and and talk about all these guys like they're like like they're superstars and they and they obviously are because they're on TV and, and right now we're not. But at, at the same time, there's people that follow us, whether it be on you know what I mean, Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, that look at us like we are on TV, like we are those stars to these certain people. But when you sit here and you post about like, oh, it's so stupid that Kevin Owens, you know, turned on Chris Jericho or whatever it may be. Who said it that? It makes you look like a fucking mark. Who said that? <laughs> no, I'm not I, kidding. Who said that? <laughs> He's just making that one up as an Yeah, example. I mean, that was, that. I'm just, I'm just I'm going trying, no, head. I'm trying to paint a, you got to paint a picture for me because I don't know what you're talking about. You just want me to drop one name, uh, any name. What I'm saying is, give me a clear-cut example of so, so, so somebody was bitching about Owen turning on Jericho. No, that was just the first thing oh. that came to my head. Okay, honestly, but so they I'm bitch, sure somebody they, was. They bitch about finishes and like, or how like lo- that was the best segment I've ever seen. Oh, or, you, you know okay. what I mean? Just or, or I don't know. whether it be critiquing it or, or, or praising it, I just think it's it's silly. New England starting their comeback. Who gives yeah. a fuck? <laughs> 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 Trying to yeah, drop. There's the missed um, point. Yeah, there it goes. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's interesting. I've only done that when I was asked. I did a um, I did a in a, a Skype interview with Aubrey Sitterson, I think his name is, uh, and he runs a he runs a a pretty popular website, I think, or at least we got a, like we got like a lot of views on our video chat and he had, and it's, it's specifically a raw review. Right. And so he had me on, he, he wanted me to watch raw and then I'll go on a show right after raw is off the air and we will review it. And I'm like, cool, we'll do that. No problem. You know? And then, uh, so I sat down with raw with a, with a, with a notepad and pen. And I, I, I took notes for each segment. And then during this interview, I talked about it. And it was a pretty good interview, and we had a nice, you know, dialogue about, you know, this is why, from my perspective, this segment worked, and this is why they did this, and this is why they're, you know, moving towards that, and this is why it's a logical step, or this why this is why it doesn't make sense, or this is why it's dumb. Um, so I think I think that I think that's okay. Would you, uh, would you, would you bitch about me, no. GQ, if I was no. doing that? Or that's different. That's to, different. To break that's like it NBA down players and to say talking why they're about doing other things? NBA no, players. Absolutely. I was just offering my perspective as somebody who used to work there. And somebody who understands uh, wrestling to a certain degree, and somebody who understands why it works. Um, I thought the, uh, like I said, I thought the Samoa Joe, um, McFoley, Stephanie segment was perfect. I thought it was awesome. I thought all three of them were great. Um, I didn't understand why they did, they did this, the exact same finish in the first match with the girls, and they didn't in the main event 
with Joe and Roman Reigns. They did the exact same finish, which I thought was kind of weird. And then my first thought was, well, maybe the agents aren't on the same page or All something, because right. that's that's happened before. I do have an opinion on that. Oh, okay, go ahead. My favorite character in the WWE right now uh-huh. is Bailey. Okay, I, I love Bailey. She actually reminds me of my niece, but I, I love the character. I think she's that that character is is money. There's there are millions of dollars that are going to come out of that character and her ability to connect to connect with uh-huh. with little girls, little boys even to to pull in families that that she is the female John Cena. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, she exactly is that. And I and, could be. And as far as the the finish, real quick, this I this podcast has never been one to talk about. I I, I don't feel right talking about wrestling cuz I'm too new in the business to talk wrestling. Here's my opinion on the finish of Go ahead. of the women's match. Bailey is this character that is um, naive and j- is out there just to win. She wants to win on her own. And they've they, back in NXT, they treated her as the little sister who could not win. And her story in NXT was was great mm-hmm. because she didn't win. She didn't win, and then she finally got the championship. And then everyone was behind her. And then she didn't need the championship. Everyone was already behind her. They bring her to, into Raw. I feel like Sasha Banks comes out to to who's the other girl? Dana Brooks takes her out of takes her out of the picture, but then interferes on Bailey's behalf, and Bailey goes over, gets the belt, and it's already started on Twitter. Um, there's a little Twitter war between Charlotte and Bailey, um, basically saying, you know, and here we're talking storylines, right? But it, it's a shame that you needed Sasha to win. And then Bailey saying, "I didn't realize until I saw the afterwards that she interfered. I was too into the fact that I just won the belt. She's going to give that belt back, and because everyone's saying, why would you give her? Her winning the belt is a WrestleMania moment. Is a I know everyone's clicking these things. Oh, you hear that? I'm sorry. No, it's absolutely cool. It's cool. Bob, maybe I can. uh, We didn't advertise buzz from these, but uh, um, her winning the belt is a WrestleMania moment, and they should have saved it for that." But I think she's going to give that belt back, and this is just me seeing the storyline play out, and basically say like I didn't win this on my own, and that's going to turn Sasha heel, and then they'll continue, and then I bet Bailey goes over at Mania. But that's where I'm at. I saw something on SmackDown that I thought was uh, thanks for that. Right there, we go, man. Probably up to speed, man. I'm with you. I like it. I saw something on SmackDown that I thought was ridiculous, and I think that they just something that they just overlooked that. like I said, I think it's ridiculous. They've established on TV that Renee Young and Dean Ambrose are a yeah, thing, yeah. right? And um, like I said, I don't watch wrestling a ton, but I know that they've had storylines where you know he somebody brought her into it and he gets all pissed, whatever. He had a thing with Baron Corbin where Baron Corbin puts him through a table and there's a bunch of sparks and a bunch of you know bullshit that comes out, and he is stretchered out into the ambulance and sent directly to the hospital. Why right? isn't she crying? He's out, right? right? Yeah. Literally the next segment, she's with somebody. I'm here with, you know, Dana Brooks and Dana, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or I don't that know if it was weird. Dana Brooks. Yeah, that, I'm like, that, 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 I'm like you, that can't happen, though. That like, break, that, you that, can't that overlook you. that. That breaks it for you. Like, she's not worried about Dean. Dean just got electrocuted. Yeah. So who was bitching about that on Twitter, man? He bitching is. about what on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, I'm about to. I'm, I'm logging on right now. Who was bitching about that on Facebook? Give me some names, bro. Give me um, some local indie wrestlers that are bitching about Raw, dude. Drop some names, cuz. So. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. <laughs> now we're going to bring this back to the Super Bowl here, man. 
New England's oh. mounting their comeback, man. <laughs> Zach Stern's shit, man. He's above it, but he's, he's trying. Gonna, he's gonna get us all in he's, trouble. He's trying. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Do you think that last touchdown was a touchdown? We're going right back to the Super Bowl. Hard break. Yeah. 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 No, it's right now. This is the it's twenty eight nine. So uh, New England's just about to speed. It's about the start here. of the fourth. If you ask, I think we already talked about this, but right about now is where the the Stranger Things commercial played, and the Super Bowl went into the upside down, and that's where New England ends up winning this thing. They win it in the upside down. <laughs> but yeah, that last quarter, that last touchdown. Do you think that was a touchdown? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it was a touchdown. I don't yeah. think there were really any missed calls in it. I just think that. Atlanta choked, and Brady is amazing. Yeah, Atlanta. They were there. This is what we were talking about earlier. That that defense was so gassed, and yep. and New England saw it coming. I said that we could sit here and say that Atlanta should have done this and they should have done that, and they, there was no doubt questionable calls without running the ball when they were on the twenty. They were already in field goal range, and the, and a field goal would have put it away. I mean, we could say all that all day, but like like um, Kyle Shanahan or, or one of the coordinators said, like. That's how they've played all year, and 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 in that respect, Jay didn't hear this earlier, but like I said, I, I compared it to when Brady was down to tie the game on like the two yard line and threw a fade to Martellus Bennett, and the DB almost picked it off. He had mm-hmm. two hands on it. I'm like, we we could look, we could be sitting here talking about that as like the dumbest play call, the second dumbest play call in history, right? But nobody mentions it because he didn't pick it off, right? So the reason why we're sitting here talking about the shitty play call about how he threw it instead of running it. If it wouldn't have blown up in his face, I mean, it, it, we wouldn't be talking about it. What, what if he threw it and it was a 30-yard touchdown? I mean, we'd be having a totally different dialogue. Oh, what a beautiful call. What a beautiful call it was <laughs> of them yeah. to throw it on a down that they definitely should have ran it. So, I mean, I don't know. Everybody can play, you know, armchair coordinator, but they, they definitely choked. There was an element of choking, no doubt about it, but atlanta controlled the first half new england controlled the second half i I mean what else is there to say right their defense off the off the field long enough new england made some hell of adjustments and atlanta didn't right atlanta won the first half and new england won the second half i mean that's essentially the 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 story of the game i don't think it was the best game of all time i'll definitely say that it was just a great story i think i think the story of new england coming back essentially in the fourth quarter was amazing I'm trying to it was think fun the... to it was definitely fun to watch, but I think the Baltimore uh, San Fran Harbaugh Bowl was was pretty fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, lights went out and shit. You want to oh, talk that's about right? It? That's you right. I mean, that was some wrestling yeah. shit. Was a, we were over at Eddie Venom's house, I think, watching that one. Yeah, you know what I mean. That Super Bowl the, uh, was better, in my opinion. That '89 Super Bowl. You don't agree? Z-Bow? No, I agree with you. But what I'm saying is, this is the most surreal Super Bowl. Where it's like this, is like a car wreck, bro. Where you just you, couldn't take your eyes off of it. Did you see that 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 hot Australian tennis player? She was she was yeah, tweeting about it. She's about. a she's a Falcons fan, so she's like, "Oh my god, the Falcons are gonna win! The Falcons are gonna win!" And some dude from, you know, I don't know, New York area, I believe, basically came on and said, "Hey, if uh, New England wins, we go out on a date." And she's like, "Yeah, sure." You know, she reluct. You know, she just kind of flippantly agrees because at that point they're up twenty eight to six, I think, or or uh, three. And then, of course, they come back. They went out on a date. Uh, she she arranged it. They had courtside seats for the Knicks. They went out on a date, and she said she's going to go out on a second date. Number because two, he's, he's man. Actually with, he's actually a normal dude. That's fate, yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. She's what? And then, uh, and then good for her for honoring her word. No, that is cool. Yeah, I think uh, inter- you know, they obviously went right after her. Like, are you going to actually do that? Like, well, turns out he's a decent guy. Oh, I think, actually, as soon as New England won... 
She said, uh, DM me your number or something. Oh, really? Like, yeah, we might as well get make this happen. Or, or where do you live, I think was what she said. That's fine. So there's a first Super Bowl to ever go into overtime. Ever. 50, 51st Super Bowl, first one to ever go into overtime. What do you guys think of those uh, overtime rules? College football does it better. Amen, brother. Is that that's where they start on the like the thirty or the twenty five and yep. and okay, but they have to they have to score a t- or, and they also there's no kicks right. It's all touchdowns and two point no, conversions. You can kick it. You start goal. at the thirty. You can go in. You score a field goal or a touchdown. The other team automatically gets it. So the other team gets another go at it, no matter what. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Because that's where the NFL rules. It's basically another another quarter. But if the first possession is a touchdown, it's that's it. Uh, done. If it's a if it's a field goal, then the other team gets a chance to do something, and they yep. either tie it up with a field goal or have to get a touchdown at that point. And then it's then it's uh, sudden death from that point on, I believe. Right, um, and that doesn't feel right. It, it didn't feel right that to, no. that Matt Ryan didn't touch the football. In the yeah, no. I mean, New England win the, right. won, wins the. Coin toss, they take the ball and it they score a touchdown. It didn't feel right. They had all the momentum. My idea is to have another quarter, just like the just like the NBA has another quarter yeah. of overtime. Yeah, um, and it may not be a twelve minute quarter or a fifteen minute quarter, whatever it is, but it, it can be an it can be an abbreviated quarter, um, an eight minute quarter, ten minute quarter, whatever it is, two timeouts each. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You know, and all just, reviews are up in the booth. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah, and just and just let let them let them play another quarter and see what happens. You know. I, I just think college football pro overtime is just perfect. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 exciting. It's it seems fair. There's no, there's uh, no it's a great way to end the right? game. There's no there's no kickoff after uh, each nope. one of those. Just thirty yard line. They just march down. Yeah, it, it just it didn't it didn't seem right at all. It, it 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 ended it ended on that touchdown that you know needed a bit of a review. And even if they called it back at that point, the whole place exploded. So it was, it was over. Yeah, I didn't agree with that. The, that's the last uh, of the, the Super Bowl stuff I have. I have two things here, and both for Zach. We already talked Goo Goo Dolls. Did you try that naked chicken chalupa yet? I haven't tried it yet, no? dude. No, uh, you're all ketosis right I'm now. I'm ketosis, and, and um, I thought about it because I had a uh, – on Wednesday, I went out with my wife for Valentine's Day and mm-hmm. to um, celebrate my, uh, my, my, uh, my birthday in, uh, in sobriety. And it was kind of a, a two for one deal. Where we seven years. Seven years. Wow. Of, of Congratulations, yeah, man. Thank you, buddy. Best thing I ever did. And I certainly didn't do it alone. But uh, but so we went out for dinner to celebrate, you know, celebrate our love for each other and all that kind of stuff. And I went in. You know what I mean? Like it was one of those things where it's like, all right, this is gonna be a special night. All bets are off. You know, okay. ice cream. Let's yeah. get some. You know, we went, we went to uh, Hung Hua. Yeah. Ever been there, dude? Yeah, up uh, Twelve and Orchard. That's it, brother. Yeah. Fucking awesome Chinese food. It's like. It's not authentic Chinese food. No, it's, all right. They have their own spin. It's it, but it's it's sweet and sour chicken and Mongolian beef and all that. But like done by chefs, mm-hmm. so it's like really, really, really good stuff. You know, hmm. um, I got the crispy beef, um, and this, it's like honey glaze, like uh, sesame sauce, dude. It was just so mind blowingly good. Yeah, they were they were restaurant of the year. I mean, this might have been ten years ago. Farmington had a had a run of. Uh, of rest- this is our magazine had a run of um, uh, restaurants of the year for a while and they were they were one of them. Hong Hua yeah. so good man so anybody yeah. in the area please go to Hong yeah. Hua nice little fancy place tell too. them I said yeah it's, it's it's almost like a throwback yeah, dude yeah, yeah. they got a nice bar in there it's got a nice vibe you know mm-hmm. people and uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, you know driving BMWs and like 
with the with 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 their top button unbuttoned and their tie loosened. Yeah. You know, after a long day yeah, of making business and, and lawyering and it's doing fancy adult enough, stuff. But you can still go in there. Yeah, with Jay jeans. goes there every night, right? That, yeah. yeah, it's oh, yeah. probably where Dave takes his clients for lunch or something. You know, it's one of those places that you see in the movies, man. I like it, dude. Hung Wah is awesome. Um, but yeah, so we went there, and then while we're eating, I'm like, you know what, dude? Like, we got to get a naked naked chicken chalupa on the way home. Did you? you know, or on the way to uh, yeah. to Goldstone. That's gross to me, man. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> and um, we didn't, though. We decided against it because I was so stuffed. Yeah. Because I'm not used to eating the rice right. and then the breading you and all that kind of stuff. Ice cream too. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I wanted to get an old-fashioned donut from Starbucks because Starbucks is the best old-fashioned glazed donut in the land. Over Krispy Kreme? In the land. Uh, Dutch. Over Krispy Kreme? In uh, the land. Dutch girl. Oh. Dutch girl, uh, Woodward and Seven Mile. Yeah, yeah dude, you girl. gotta you gotta go Detroit the Detroit based donuts. Man. Okay, Dutch okay, girl. you want me to go to the D for donuts? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Now that's right down the You've street. You've clearly never day. heard of the Looney Bakery in Livonia. Oh, Looney Bakery, dude. dude on, way Looney back Bakery. when, when, when Looney Bakery first opened, Bakery. Um, I was doing maintenance at McDonald's, and so I go in there. It's oh god, it's five a.m. They're making the donuts. I wanted to get a dozen donuts to bring into work. And they're teaching this girl how to fill the donuts. And it's basically, you know, they, they have the empty donut and she's putting it on this thing and she's using a foot pedal to squirt the raspberry in. Mm. And every time Slower, she, Rick, every, every time she over squirted it and the fucking donut would explode in her hand. <laughs> and, and the dude trainer's like, okay, grab another one. Uh, Blue! <laughs> was she's used to things squirting in her hand, huh? Oh, man. She was, was, Zing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Man, she's giving those uh, donut tuggers, man. I love it. You gotta learn somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, back to Chalupas. Man. Yeah. So, but I love Starbucks old fashioned glazed donut. Yeah. Man. It's it's thick. It's cakey. Mm. It's it's good. And the Starbucks is right next to the uh, yeah Cold right Stone right there in, in Farmington Hills. And uh, so we got the old fashioned donut first, and then when, then I got the bro. I'm like, I'm like a I'm like a 79 year old Jewish man when it comes to my my food, man. I, I always go for the founder's favorite at Coldstone, which is sweet cream ice cream and pecan and a little bit of caramel and and fudge and a little bit of brownie pieces. That sounds, oh, that, that sounds, sounds amazing, dude! Yeah. It's the butter so pecan is that basically good. like a butter pecan? Sounds like it's pralines and cream, of, yeah, sweet yeah, yeah. cream uh, with the crushed pecans mm-hmm. and then a little bit of caramel, a little bit of fudge, a little bit of brownie, dude. And it's simple. It's the most simplest because they have like the they have the the the, the, the turducken. Double fudge, banana bonanza, you know, the Cold Stone. Right. Cold Stone's a little Gummy nuts. bear, yeah. like, fucking, it's a cartoon mm-hmm. when you walk in. But when they have the founder's favorite, which is the sweet cream, it's very simple ice cream, but it's so good. And the pecans mixed in with the fudge caramel and the brownie man. That's You said put, that was what an old Jewish guy had? Yeah, I think that's probably what, what, what I would imagine. <laughs> what I would imagine if an old if a 79-year-old Jewish guy walks in the Cold Stone, what he would get, yeah. I would imagine that that's what it would be. That's just you funny. Know, that's the first thing that a, came a, to your mind. In a cardigan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, He'd be rocking, sure. a, rocking a cardigan. Have you, have you tried a cardigan. Uh, Ritter's? Ritter's, um, it's at 8 Mile and uh, 8 in Farmington, 8 and in Middlebell. fuck Ritter's, bro. What about Handy Dip, cuz? No, Oh, over man. on yeah, Handy Dip's yeah, old school, five man. And five and Farmington. Man, I get out of here, Handy that's, Dip's. Are you serious, cuz? Dude, you got to try. Are you serious right now? But that's disrespectful man. to the no, 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 no. That's just disrespectful. No. You Honestly, only, you only go to Handy Dick because you like creeping We're all high school, school girls. Girls when it comes there. down to yeah. it, man. Five GQ. and Newberg represent. GQ's a creep, man. He likes yeah, to creep right. on the Handy Dip girls, man. Hey, uh, you want to talk about. like 12. Listen, cuz. You want to talk about uh, ice cream? 
uh, you need to go to Custard Time in Northville. That's what Ritter's is. Ritter's is Custard. Oh, for real? Yeah, that's that's yeah. why. That's all. Oh, because it's amazing. It, it, Custard Time at Seven Mile Northville Road. Sounds awesome, dude. Yeah, it's the best ice cream in there, but it's custard. But it's yeah. the, it's the best. That's, that's in the what. Area. That's why I mentioned Ritter's. It's got to be something similar. They got right? all the flavors and whatnot, but their vanilla custard. Yeah, that's the only way. I and go, they do like man. an old school like chocolate dip. Yeah. Where put, yeah, oh, and they have like strawberry dip and all this stuff, mm-hmm. dude. I, you get a flurry, man. Get a little raspberry mixed up in there. Now you're speaking my language, so brother. Good, it's so good. It's <laughs> the language of the heart. <laughs> have you tried one of those uh, chalupas, the naked chalupas? No, hell no. I, I think it looks gross. Honestly, it's it's basically a it's a fritter. If if it was truly naked chicken and not like breaded or fried, it'd be right in keto land. Yeah, it it's basically be. they put a salad in the middle of That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's basically a, a bunch of chicken parts mashed together and fried into a into a u. Sounds great. Um, Oh. It was okay, but it's so thin that you don't taste the chicken. It just, oh, really? It, yeah, I didn't really dig it. I thought I it. I thought it. it'd be like a, a thick, mm. thick shell. No, meaty it, chicken. I didn't think so. No, it wasn't meaty at all. It, it wasn't. Was, it wasn't like the uh, what was that KFC thing? The yeah, I'll, the two hander or whatever the hell they call I'm that thing. <laughs> the double decker. Double decker. Yeah. Second dick. Second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna save it for you. Second dick. <laughs> <laughs> Let me save this for you, bro. All right. I'm going to save this naked chicken chalupa. I'm going to go to Taco Bell. I just inspired myself. So you take the You're naked... Inspired? Yeah, inspired? I'm, I'm one inspired right now, bro. So you take the naked chicken chalupa, okay, as is, but then you have a flour tortilla around it with the melted cheese in between mm. the the chicken and the flour, like a double-decker. Right. Think double-decker. Right, right. Okay? Right. Now, inside... Is all is the it's like a math problem is, inside is the tomatoes, the lettuce, and no. that whatever sauce, shredded the, cheese, and the... shredded cheese, whatever sauce. Put a layer of beef on the inside, so oh. it's like a double decker taco, but instead of the, the, of the hard shell, it's the chicken, it's the mm-hmm. fried chicken, and then you have the beef on the inside, but you have the uh, the naked chicken sauce too, this the white sauce, whatever they use for it, all mixed together. Man, how can that you can't go wrong? I'm gonna be honest, man, I don't like fried chicken. I like. I'm, I, a, I'm, I'm in a minority. I'm all about that, I that KFC grilled. We got a bucket of eight out there right now. That, grilled that chicken's is the so best. Good, in my opinion. So I don't good. like fried chicken. I never have. Really? I've never. I, it's all breading to, to me. me. That, to me, that feels that feels that feels slightly racist. That I don't like fried chicken. Yeah, <laughs> I think we. <laughs> I feel like we took a turn. Yeah, for the, that's Jay. like Draymond calling fucking basketball players uh, oh, slaves. Man. I feel like we took a turn for the racial. Oh boy. If you don't oh, like or, fried chicken, man. so I got another time. I feel like I, no, I feel like there's an underlying issue there that you need to explore with a professional or something, man. Because how can you not love? I fried think you chicken? need. I think you need. How can you not love fried? No, I've done a lot of work with professionals over the years, brother. How can you not he's, love fried chicken? I don't. He's got. I really he's got that professional spoon out right now. I he's really don't. Shit up. I really don't. Uh, uh. <laughs> I really don't like fried chicken, man. We got we got to talk about video <laughs> games. Well, we can yeah, it, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother show, but uh Pop Tarts. We were chatting Pop Tarts before we started oh, here. Oh boy. Man, listen. You want to talk about Pop Tarts, bro? S'mores the only way to go, cuz. No, 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 no. S'mores is good. I I hate on the s'mores, man. But listen. They have all these crazy new flavors, right? They have the A&W root beer, they have the wild berry, the crazy purple, all that crap sucks, right? But listen. In terms of the new flavors, do yourself a favor. If you've been married to the same uh, uh, blueberry frosted Pop-Tarts since you were seven years old. Rick. 
do yourself a favor unfrosted. and grab a box of the Orange Crush Pop-Tart. The Orange Crush and Cream Frosted Pop-Tart. Is it like a creamsicle? They are, it's a creamsicle Pop-Tart. Oh. It's a creamsicle Pop-Tart. That's huh. what I'm talking about right now. And it is good. It's putting it over. <laughs> it time. is good. S'mores, man. That's it. That's, That's the only That's thing for me. S'mores so is good. Sweet, so sweet. Hey, you know what doesn't get any love? That's probably probably top top three. The brown sugar cinnamon frosted. Oh no, for sure. Brown for sugar sure. cinnamon frosted. Go to good, bro. Dude, you, is that you, like you a golden take, gram? You rub you rub the two sides together after you microwave, and you can pull them apart, and it's like you eat two of them. With wait, the, wait, with wait. You're peeling sugar. them apart? Yeah, man. You take a couple bites. Like I always eat around the crust. I don't know. I don't know if you guys do that. You do that, just... and then you can like rub the two or take the two sides off. So you have one side that's just the bottom. You know what I mean? Oh. And then the top is the frosting part. So you know what I mean? You're savoring the moment of the. But do both the... sides have the stuff on? Yes. Them? Try it. Trust me. Just trust me on it. Wow. Just trust me. You use a toaster or a microwave? Toaster. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Anything else? Adios. Good.
Come back down And I won't tell them your name